Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Michael Petro, and welcome to another Real Debaters production. This week in the virtual living room that is Zoom is a full cast. It's all five of us because it's our year in review for 2020. Jimmy Skinner, Mark Cowell, Rob Strack, and Martin Navarro. And as always, myself will be regaling you with tales of our favorite debates, our least favorite debates, in which it's translated to the ones we sucked at, uh, which are kind of all of them, but that's the fun. Uh, second to that, we talked about some of our favorite movies, our least favorite movies of the year. Big announcements that we've incorporated all different streaming and watchable content on the show. If it was stored on a reel at one point, it's allowed in our universe, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, that's a that's a that's that's fun. I'm looking forward to 2021 with that aspect of the show. Now we always wanted to do it. We just kind of wanted to wait until we figure. Like I've like I've said before, we just wanted to kind of figure out what the fuck are we doing here. And uh, I think we figured that out. I think 2020 was a good year for that. So, uh, yeah. So the next debate, uh, just to keep your ears peeled, is uh, all about making Survivor a movie theme. So we're taking the traditional idea of Survivor, the reality TV show. If you've been living under a rock, it's a show where they study the human condition in a very closed environment in the middle of fucking nowhere. But we're going to theme it with a movie. So that's going to be fun. So tune in. That's going to be our first debate of the year. You can follow us on social media for that at Real Debaters. Uh, as I mentioned, this is our 2020 episode. So um, I, I hope you uh, you have some favorites. I was supposed to announce the uh, debater of the year, which we will do on our first debate of this year coming up. So you can tune in for that. Uh, I just the holidays got away from me doing sweet fuck all so debater of the year will be coming up but if you have a favorite one or you still want to hear one that you would think we would do well at uh email the show the real debaters at gmail.com that's r-e-e-l uh follow the show follow all things real debaters at our website the real debaters.ca that's r-e-e-l all the spelling for the entire nomenclature of everything is uh is r-e-e-l for anybody who's tuning in for the first time in 2021. We hope to get to see you at the end of the year. We hope you're still there. Uh, shout out to everybody in Canada who listens to the show, specifically our hometown, Winnipeg. Uh, Nanaimo's on there. Burnaby's on there. Shout out to BC. Uh, Martin lives in Vancouver, so we figure he's the only download. No, just kidding. We know there's more of you. But it's nice to see a lot of you now, so that's cool. So Burnaby, Nanaimo, Winnipeg, Neverville. We still see you, Neverville. And then Ashburn, California. Thank you to you guys in the States. You're our, you're our big number one fan right now. Good luck to everybody in America. Uh, we, I, we don't talk politics on the show. But uh, good luck. My heart is is out to the people who knew what they were doing and voted correctly. <sighs> I got nothing else for you. I can't wait to start debating again. Anyways, I will let you listen to what we thought of 2020. And uh, I'll cue the reel. And you enjoy the show. Let's tidy up this tangle of film by putting it on a reel. Here is a motion picture film. A thousand feet. 16,000 separate photographs. Welcome, everyone. How long is that? Get your teeth. Is that even human size? It's 13 inches. That's comically large. Now, you know what the fun part of this is? When you get an erection. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a unicorn. I'm a unicorn. (laughs) Or a narwhal. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. I thank you for having that problem in your life. You now have a 13 inch. Was there any crotchless pants? Uh, there wasn't. There was some panties. There was a 
a strange pleather pink dress-ish type thing. There was some Harley Quinn-esque stuff. Someone's given more than their heart at this yeah. Christmas. I feel like it was a dude that, that had a freaky-deaky relationship, and then maybe they broke up, and he's like, fuck it, I don't want that shit anymore. Where did you find that? Where did you find that? That was sent to a woman. She was getting the mail from the person who lived there before. Uh, and it was turned over to Chrissy as the area manager for the building. <laughs> uh, that happens so to but it's always just like flyers. Wasn't that meet the parents? That was the whole thing of meet the parents. He couldn't get his luggage because it was like S&M stuff. It was someone else's luggage. It was hilarious. <laughs> or in Fight Club where they're like, Sir, uh, your um, your luggage is vibrating. Usually, it's just a uh, razor, electric razor, but once in a while, you know what I think, Mark? Yeah, I think it goes to. Oh, I, th- I think that was an OnlyFans account. <laughs> That's someone who's who's prepping up for their OnlyFans account. They're putting on a show for my free cams or something. You know? Can you imagine moving into somebody's place who? who had something like that and were getting things delivered to their house from fans, like the weird shit that would show up? Hotel clippings? <laughs> totally. Oh, God, yeah. Like, <clears throat> sold underwear and whatnot. Like, if you, yeah, if you bought, oh, my God, I'm just having a nightmare of the house we might buy. What could show up? Like, what shows up in the mail after you leave that you forget to forward your address to? Like a 13-inch unicorn-esque dildo. That doesn't even look like a dildo. It looks like it, it looks like, I don't know, sausage has been left out too long. It looks like an arm, like a three-year-old's oh, arm. Into the screen. <laughs> That's missing the hand. That looks just like an the, alien like, mothership. Just this part right here. It looks just, just part right here. The war amps amputee. <laughs> That's huge. Yeah. Can that... <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a funny story about kind of porn, too. So when I worked at Future Shop in the early 2000s, I saw a lot of camcorders. Oh, look, how do you... Uh... <laughs> wow. It's going to be distracting. I feel like I'm on chat roulette. (laughs) That's pretty much chat roulette. It's like one in three chances seeing a dick. (laughs) What was that, Jimmy? A she-male that can suck their own dick. kind of. Wait, Rob, you were saying about camcorders? You sold a bunch of porn camcorders? There there was this guy that used to come in, and he was very Euro. So, you know, so he would have, like, this, like, dyed bleach blonde, platinum blonde hair that was slicked back. And his girlfriend... Italian? hot euro tracky and he would always wear like leather and all this kind of stuff and he was always coming in and like he would, he was trying like every camcorder <clears throat> get them to like work right. way and i remember one time he returned one and afterwards we were going through to make sure everything was there and it was still all greasy Ew. yeah so i made the new guy clean it <laughs> that's one thing you don't see when they're filming those porns like all the juices that they say it's like the worst smell ever on the porn set. It's the worst smell. Sorry, what was that? What's the worst smell? At a porn set. Oh, it's God. the worst smell ever. Okay, um, I don't care because this like, is so long ago. And I was birds, lube, and asses. Yeah. And then penises. And latex. That sometimes aren't washed. Okay. Um, full disclosure. Hang on here. Full disclosure. Um, when I was like... No, no. Well, I'm just like we're, we're if we're we're talking about this, I'll I'll throw my two cents in here with some. Do you know that Dominion News on Portage? We've all. Oh, seen I it. know this. Yeah, it's, that's where, that's where I bought my penis enlarger. <laughs> so like, I have one. Like one, I was just like, okay, bucket list this shit. I just wanted to see what a peep show looks like, like what the environment is. So I went in there, and it's like a jerk off booth. Yeah, it's a jerk off booth, 100. percent And it's like. Yeah. 
like I didn't sit down to jerk off. I was just like, okay, what do you do? Like how, how you wouldn't want to sit down. Yeah, don't you sit know, down. Uh, you don't want to sit down anywhere. You don't want to touch anything no, in you that don't. place. You totally don't want to touch anything. And you don't want to sit jerk off. You stand up. Yeah, in those boots, you stand at the jerk off. That, yeah, that's for sure. No one sits down because you come where you're sitting down. Is this the old Dominion News or the newer one? I haven't. What's the new Dominion news? <laughs> yeah, tell me about what's the new Dominion. What is it? Virtual reality now instead of like quarters in the slots. Well, the one that went to the south side of Portage was the newer one. The older one was the one that was like in that sketchy strip with like the original old Cal- old Calcutta from the nineties. That's the one. I'm That's talking the one about. by Portage Maine, right? That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. The closer one to Portage Maine. Yeah. Anyways, I went in there and like I looked around and it like you you buy tokens, right? It's like Chuck E. Cheese for adults. And you know that's you... definitely not Chuck E. Cheese for adults. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then you you find a booth, and there's like big booths, obviously, if you know, like if you're on a date, or there's like little booths if you're, you know, running solo. And then you sit down, and I, I don't know how long you get for a token. I didn't get that. I didn't buy anything. I was just like, I'm gonna peruse through here because it's it's like it like Rob, you know where you bought your penis enlarger. It's like right at the back counter area. Like you, you, you have to go around. Like it's, it's. But the, the the point of what I'm saying here is, is what's really funny about it, is that the world news section is on the other wall, of where the peep show booth is, and they don't govern the volume whatsoever. So you could be sitting there, and like reading the New York Times, and then all you hear is what sounds like a thirteen-inch black dildo stuck on the wall, fucking a woman. And you're like, "How can I read? How how do I like? It's it, like they they've done nothing to make you fully aware that there's a peep show booth on the other side. No one goes there to buy news. That's they all way. go there for the peep show. Oh, yeah, they do. That- there's tons of magazines there. Come on. Yeah, but that, that's only a cover. The Salt Lake City Chronicle. That's a cover. It's a cover for people. But like, you know, when you, when you, when you, back in the day, when you used to, used to have to rent porn, like at a video store, and it's like a mom and pop store. So you're like, oh, fuck, I don't want to just rent a porn. I got to like get something else over that porn, like get like half baked. And you're like, oh, I'm renting half baked. And also Debbie does Dallas <laughs> under it. <laughs> that's what, that's, that was a disguise. And some zigzags and a bag of three. <laughs> and some lube. Lots of lube. Gotta be safe. Oh. Jimmy, have you have you did you ever rent porn or are you part of the the, the future of porn? Did not have free? to go through that shame. Uh, no, Here's I have it. not because I am not a goddamn caveman. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I used to steal porno magazines from the Smith Books in Portage Place <laughs> when I was like thirteen. You had to work for it back in the day. Yeah, it was well, brutal. I would go to the orthodontist, which was in City Place in Eaton Place at the time, and I would then, I would have a whole method where I would steal it, put it in my pants, and then I'd walk to the uh, to the bay and go into the bathroom there on like the third or fourth floor, pull it out of my pants, put it in my backpack, and then hop on the bus and go home. We would buy our pornos from, you know the, like there's a small convenience store, I'm not sure if it's still there, but there was a small convenience store outside of like uh, near the swing pool near Grant Park. What, what's that pool called again? Um, what's the pool called near Grant Park? Pan Am. There's like a small mom and pop shop, and they sell Playboys. They never asked for ID. We bought them there in high school. It was awesome. Playboy you know, doesn't show any penetration, though. That didn't do it for me anymore. <laughs> this is when I was in high school, when everything would do it for me. Now it's just like I gotta need. I got specific tastes. Good um, housekeeping so. would do it for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we've got non-pornographic magazine to masturbate to. Good housekeeping. I just want to see people hug. <laughs> Everybody has and be at parties. Just be, just have a bunch of people in one confined space. Like, give me a fire hazard. You know, that's what I want. Overcrowding. Okay, 
before this is first of all i can't imagine starting a year in review any other way than talking about where we watched porn for the first time because they are movies right they're just they're not top shelf movies depending on who you are but they are movies but uh rob is gone jimmy's gone martin's gone i've gone mark what was your first porn shopping experience before we jump into the show (laughs) I'll I'll let you know uh, when it happens. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're he's a, he's a fucking since he was ten. Shoplifting. <laughs> How about we talk about the first time we watched a VHS of porn? Like oh god, like, there was like eight other eight other teenagers in the room at that time. You're in a room with like, like four of your buddies, and you're all and you all you all conveniently have a sweater on your lap. Okay, okay, it was got, it, got, was, it, it was someone's it. dad's. It belonged to somebody's dad. Totally, totally. Or, but here I got it. Hang on. So we've all probably seen a porno with a funny punny title on it, like Edward Penis Hands or like me. Okay, here's here's mine. My first like parody porno was Geranal Park. <laughs> That's a good one. That's... I still think the best title for porn goes for to uh, pissing in action. One, two, three. <laughs> pissing in action. That's a lot of golden showers. Oh, so many. Uh, those are the days. Like they don't do that anymore. They just go like Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, they, they the still porn do. Par- do they? They still do. Yeah. Do they give that much care to porn now? The internet provides. The <laughs> internet, it's out there. Yeah, there's there's some good Star Wars parody stuff out there, and there's some cosplay stuff. Right. You know the rule. Fire. If you think of it, it exists. Yep. Th- that's exactly. true. What rule number is that, Jimmy? Thirty-four. Uh, okay. Thirty-four, thirty-two, something like that. You yeah. got. You yeah. seem pretty confident. Okay. Thirty through thirty-four. We'll just say any rule. Thirty through thirty-four. If there's a porno about, it. if there's a movie about it, the porno. Exists. If you think about it, it exists. <laughs> well, I'm thinking we should specialize in doing that. Like they're they're like a little bit higher budget, I think. Yeah. I like the low budget stuff now. I'm not. I'm not all about porn production quality. Okay. Um, we can turn the we can turn the podcast into a confessional <laughs> booth another day. <laughs> If I see any excess lube come out of that anus early, I am upset. <laughs> okay. You want it at okay. the end like everybody else. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, The Real Debaters has got an announcement to make. We're just going to be a porn podcast from now on. This is this, this is, this is is the year in review surprise. No, no, it's not. You um, looked way too excited about that. Well, you know what? Just thinking about it right now while we're all rambling about this, um, we should pick what porn actor would do a really great job in a real movie. Like... I think that would be. It's been known to happen. Like um, Tracy Lords went to mainstream. Jenna Jameson went to mainstream. Yeah. Um, Uh, Sasha Gray went to mainstream. Sasha Gray started an entourage for like a season. That's it. That's that's what I was trying to say. But I mean, like full on. Why do I know all these names? All right. Anyways, let's move on. Let's get this. Let's let's get this and going here because I have. We could we could do that as a separate show on the side. We could do a mass debaters. Oh God! Yes. Separate podcast. It's all about an M. Yeah. masturbators yeah you have to keep your your dildo though if that's going to be the the logo if we do that <laughs> that's, can you fly it across the screen and do that at the same time please <laughs> like the jaws of dildos you have yeah <laughs> oh I you know what jaws is in the water at the bottom yeah. so a that's... few years ago samsung came out with a speaker and it's like a three it's a looks like a dildo and no it looks or like a, a no butt plug it looks like a butt plug yeah, yeah. It totally looks like a butt plug <clears throat> Jimmy, does that look like a butt plug to you? Most definitely. <laughs> I can tell you don't want to talk about this. Nobody does. You just brought it up. I'm gonna I call. Know, like I can't okay. stop talking about it. All right, Mark. That dildo is now Bruce. Bruce the dildo. <laughs> Jaws esque dildo. Yeah, definitely. I'm getting. I don't I'm know getting where it's coming sickness. from. It's not on my end. Is that like something on the screen? <laughs> 
a little more to the right, screen right, not your right, your left. There we go. <laughs> All right, guys, let's kick it into high gear here. Let's. Uh, who's going to start us off today? I think it's um, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. We have to get on. We have to get on. We have so much time and so little to do. So, with that said, um, welcome everybody to the debaters, the real debaters year in review. Now, uh, last year we kind of played it with Christmas because obviously end of the year and all whatnot. But this year, um, I'd listened to a couple podcasts and everybody was kind of just reviewing their year of doing their show and what they liked and what they didn't like and the experiences that they had. And I thought that was kind of a better idea. I think Martin, you also kind of chimed in on this one too, where it was like, let's just talk about what we've done instead of like writing a whole show and walking off that way. Um, which is a great idea because the first year we started this, we were like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do this. And then boom, COVID. And it all kind of had, like, we had to figure things out. And then we were together for a bit. And then we weren't together for a bit. And then we were back together. And then now we're here in Code Red. And I personally think we've done a fantastic job of keeping it together, spite COVID and all of the little speed bumps. And I just, before we get into this, I just want to thank all you guys for putting up with my mass texts and and sending out random bits of information <laughs> last minute jimmy says it all and uh, <laughs> oh stop it and uh so so thank you for being here for pretty much the whole year like every like rob you got here in the spring um and thank you for pushing me to buy this new board jimmy and martin and mark for start to finish like this is two years guys this is this is longer than i thought this would go i thought this would lose the wind in its sails and we would be like oh yeah it was a nice go we had some fun but two years in i'm like okay we can pat ourselves on the back so fuck yeah thank you for that how we were going to start the show off this week and we're going to start with jimmy because you see you were the first one to respond who was the most ready so that just makes the most sense um and we'll go youngest to oldest so mark no i'm just kidding and uh <laughs> <laughs> so not just dildo can you change your name screen name to dildo for me that would sure be, okay um Jimmy, we said we would start the show with your favorite. And by favorite and least favorite, I don't mean like you did a horrible job, Michael. I mean, what was the one that you felt you really did well at and you loved? And what was the one where you were like, I totally fucked the dog. Go. Well, I'll I'll start by saying that I know we're not. uh, It's just a year in review episode. We're not doing a debate this week. Uh, I'm still going to go ahead and say that I'm going to win this week. Always so confident. That's it's that skinny confidence, man. <laughs> Owning that water park in that hot dog place. Uh, I'll, you know what? I'll just go ahead and say I won. Okay, perfect. Yeah, no, no, no I get it totally. Uh, uh, cheers, you won. Uh, with All that right. said, um, what? Let's go. Let's go high, low. Let's go low, and let's go high. So, what was the one that you kind of felt that you didn't? You know, you just phoned it in, or you just showed up to, and you were like, mm-hmm, I think I'm gonna win this one, like you say. Well, you know. <laughs> I just I, I bring 110% each episode, Michael. So I'm gonna have to go ahead and say my least favorite episode is all the episodes that I wasn't on. Oh, there was... okay, okay. <laughs> that the way I see that, that's just you guys not giving me the opportunity to win. Yes. So... Okay. You've 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 figured me out, Jimmy. <laughs> um, but in all honesty, though, which out of out of because there's 69 there's 69 episodes and i mean the bulk of them are us like the the interview stuff that i do on the side is was originally like just for backstory for anybody who's been listening the whole year which thank you um 
those were just to fill time because we realized that like trying to do with all of our lives and everything we like to do on the outside people we have kids we have jobs we're not professional podcasters by any means but to be able to put together those debates it there's homework as todd from sean geek has told me in the past fuck you for your homework so um with with that all in mind um we did a, a lot of episodes what's the one though jimmy what's 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 the one that you just felt you you let us all down on fuck that <laughs> you know what i do have i have my favorite okay, episode okay. all right fine that's, yeah that's fine that's fine i don't phone it in michael some of us don't smoke too much weed and forget our our point <laughs> <laughs> Fair fucking enough. Fair enough. I did it the other night when I was on Sean Geek's podcast. I went on some long-winded rant. You guys would have loved it. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, and that's how you forget your fucking train of thought. Anyways, Jimmy, what's your favorite episode? Uh, favorite was definitely episode 50, where uh, we, I think that we had James Beaver on for that episode, too. We did uh, have James Beaver on for that one. Yep, you're right. Good time. That was the uh, Dance with the Devil in a Pale Moonlight episode. The uh, bad guy? Villain. Yeah, the which supervillain would you would you work for episode? I I thought it was very fun. I wrote it obviously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fantastically written overall. Um, yeah, that was just a fun one. I I like the idea of uh, just taking on an unpaid internship for a uh, supervillain, whether it be Lex Luthor or whoever. Also, really like that I won that episode. You Big did. fan of that. Um, That's because I wasn't on it. You know, maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, I remember I picked. I think Jimmy Jimmy picked Doctor Cocteau Cocteau from Demolition Man. No, that uh, no, that was James who picked that. You who'd you pick? Yeah. You picked Doctor Evil, right? Uh, yes, yeah, he picked yeah. Doctor Evil, and then I picked. Um, I had Daniel Plainview, I believe, from There Will Be Blood. And there think... was there was much blood in this debate. There was. We got, I got, I got spanked on that one. Um, it is a fun topic because nobody, like, I don't know, Mark, like, working with the bad guy is so anti-society, right? Like, you always want to kind of side with the good guy or the good doer or the leader, but that's what the fun of movies is about. Am I wrong? Uh, yeah. I see. I had actually prepared for that one, and I wasn't able to do it late in the in the process. So, I was going with the. Uh, like work for a bad guy that somehow you can see where maybe they're trying to better the world. Like they're not just pure evil. Yeah. Like, like Dr. Evil, I think had a, had a, had a, a mission. He wasn't just to destroy the world. He had his own vision of how things could be. Oh really? So when he wanted a giant dildo to drill into the center of the earth, to corrupt, that was for the good. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You mean Alan Parsons project. Yeah, the Alan Parsons project. <laughs> No, like so I would I was picking Thanos I think for that one because I think he had something here with getting rid of half the half the people in the universe. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean and, and is that the Russo brothers like sliding some, you know, conspiracy theory into a movie and being like maybe there are too many people on the planet and we'll use Thanos as the vehicle to get that point across? Probably not because that's thinking too deep. But yeah, no, that's that's a great example of one of those bad guys that is viewed upon as bad by what they're doing but not necessarily inherently evil to say that um 
Martin, I know you have yours. Well, I know which one you wanted to pick originally, which is still coming out, everybody. So when you hear it, know that it's Martin's favorite. But of the ones that we did do, um, do you have a least favorite or do you want to go right to the top with your with your? Um, It's a weird one. My least favorite one is the one you won. I think that was which one is that? Because I can't remember. I don't win the. That's the one where you rigged it for you to win. Do you remember? And I don't know how we voted for him. That's the quarantine buddy one where you had to pick a murderer or a a scary, scary protagonist, scary movie protagonist, or whatever. Yeah, I think he was the least. He was the least shittiest argument. But I mean, you're in isolation and you pick a cannibal. You can't leave the house. If you run out of food, he's going to eat you. And I don't know who voted for him, whoever was on the show, and voted for Mike. Shame on you. Shame on you. <laughs> it was clever. Like, you oh, you was go it? first. Explain why, Michael. He also had lots of notes, so I felt sorry for him because he had done like a lot of prep work, so I felt like maybe he deserved one. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. The notes were garbage. The <laughs> I voted for Mike because I thought no one else was going to. Oh, <laughs> Why God. would you do that? Now he won. What episode well, it was, was a pity that? vote is what you're saying. Um, Mark's right. asking a question. Uh, the episode was, who would you want to your, your quarantine buddy. So because we were going into quarantine at the time, uh, like the second, we were going into more stricter lockdowns. We thought, let's be topical. And who would you, like, you know how you're only allowed to have one person. Who would that one person be? And you'd have the two-week quarantine for, um, like, a roommate kind of situation. That was the one. Yes. And, and also the other greasy part of the episode, we did not get to pick our picks. Mike randomized and picked it for us. Oh. So Randomized. Win on win-win? I don't know. That was my least. The fix favorite. was in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for 2021, we will share the randomized, quote unquote, randomized. Uh, I'll I'll send you the randomizer, Martin, so you can be in the. In the, in the <laughs> I don't want to see it. I'm done. We're done. Let's leave. <laughs> okay. Let's leave 2020 behind us. Okay. <laughs> hey, fuck you. I'm not the reason 2020 sucks. <laughs> and I mean, the iron. The best part that I love, that I really do love, is that like we all do this together. It's a fucking group effort. But like. I was the one who was like, let's start a podcast. And then I'm the one who gets shit on all the time on the idea. Like I came up with an idea for my own masochistic torture. (laughs) We've had episodes dedicated to that. Oh, totally. But like the one thing I absolutely love in the world has set me up to never win. Like I control, like I'm in the driver's seat here. Like I, we all work together to make an episode, but technically like I should throw that monkey wrench in more often, Martin. So in 2021, maybe, maybe I'll just make a new randomizer. See what, uh, see what comes up there, buddy. <laughs> I think you need to be less Shakespearean soliloquy-ish when you're presenting. <laughs> Um, you, I feel like you loaded up with a lot of big words, which he doesn't understand, by the way. Hey, I know them now. Like <laughs> it's all about learning. Like, you got to break this down to a grade six reading level. Okay. What is avant garde? <laughs> okay, Jimmy, if you're gonna tag me with avant garde, which, which I can't remember what episode. What was it? The one I used was it? The, was it the restaurant? It was the Ghostbusters. The he Ghostbusters tried to run us a Ghostbusters restaurant. Yeah, that was but, the restaurant one. Okay, Jimmy, yes. if, if you're gonna side with Martin on that one, then I'm gonna tag Mark in here and be like, you know, Mark, could you tell Martin what scale means, if you wouldn't mind, before 2021 <laughs> rings in? Don't deflect. Don't ah, deflect. Ah, to scale. <laughs> That, let this me, let me, me, my let me give language, you a visual Mike. for that episode. <laughs> Martin's Martin's pick. <laughs> my pick. <laughs> to scale. 
<laughs> so if you if you're if you're tuning in for the first time, there's context to this. We picked uh it was our king it was it was uh what was the video game where all the characters Rampage Rampage, Rampage thank you. Yes, so we, we took the movie Rampage from the Rock and then we uh we thought let's make our own. So we picked our own big monster and we had a very big confusion of what two scale meant. <laughs> and Mark picked a kaiju. Martin, what'd you pick again? I don't remember. Hellboy? Yeah, you did. When he, gets, when he gets big. Yeah, yeah, you totally picked Hellboy. Um, but we had like Martin thought everything was the same size, and Mark knew better, so he was like, "I'm just gonna let this fly." That that's what the scale means. So uh, I think a honorable mention should go to Mark for uh, using and abusing misunderstood nomenclature as much as I have used and abused the ability to pick who gets what character. So uh, Jimmy, a point each for that. Would you say? Check. Okay, perfect. Um, Mark or minus one or minus one, yeah, depending on on where you're standing. Mark, what was your uh... actually, Martin? What was your least favorite well, before we go to Mark? That was my least favorite. Oh, your oh, yeah, Halloween right, one. Right. Okay, well, sorry, what my was your favorite? favorite. Yeah, your favorite. My favorite is a tie with also my least favorite is when you tried to sell us porn on Middle Earth. That was episode sixty. The 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 getting the replacing the four hobbits and you pick the the cast of um, Boogie Nights oh, to replace right. them and deliver the ring. Yes, hey. Listen, Dirk Diggler. You just turned you just turned it into a big fuckfest in Hobbiton. <laughs> That's what it turned into. Now, okay, here's what my one of my favorite things about life is right now is that less Shakespearean. Less Shakespearean. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that in any other there would be no way, no how that we would ever be able to say that Michael tried to have a fuckfest in hobbiton without the show like these are the conversations that i wanted to pull out of this show this year because they're fucking ridiculous but porn exists in real life and hobbiton exists in fake life so i mean why shouldn't the two meet but that's that's just me um what was that i've seen a hobbit in real life oh, r- r- where i thought i did oh, I, okay. I, I was on copious amounts of lsd but that's yeah. what i was gonna say was it acid <laughs> Were you locked in a washroom at Folk Fest? That did happen. I know it did because I was on the outside of it when you came out. You helped me put my shoes on. <laughs> That's probably one of my favorite Folk Fest moments. That was that that was like it, it was just like perfect timing, right? Had I walked by ten minutes earlier or later, it would have I would have never helped Rob get his get his feet going again. Well, it, what it was was I wanted to go into the bathroom barefoot, but everyone was like, "That's gross." <laughs> In a, in a music festival? Fest. I mean, I don't wear shoes most of the time there. It's funny because I almost met Sean Astin once, but it turned out it was just a potato. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the similarities. Um, Mark, what were Similarities? You? Did you say similarities? Sim- yeah, I said similarities. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mark, what was it's your... It's like fake uh, similarities. What, what was my favorite? What was your favorite? favorite? Yeah. Um, you know what? I really liked, I was just doing a quick review. This was tough for me because I don't really listen to the episodes, right? None of us do. Um, <laughs> I'm, I make, I make the magic. I don't consume it. Yeah, no, I, I, I only <laughs> listen to it because I have to edit it. Like I, I'm, I know what, like I can remember the hour and a half conversation we have, so it's fun, but I, I don't want to listen to my asshole self go off again for another hour and a half but go on so i actually um i uh, conversated with one of our biggest fans here chrissy whoop, whoop. and we settled on uh i really liked episode 51 
So that was uh, Good Morning Vietnam. That was our radio show yes. where we picked somebody from movies, and that's where we brought the couch potatoes on. Yes, it was. So we finally, uh, you and me, dumped the rest of this dead weight, and we brought on some <laughs> professionals. <laughs> true. Very true. Uh, no, I had a great time with them coming on. Uh, we talked, like, radio with them. I mean, what better thing is having two, uh, two vets from uh, radio experience and podcasting um, coming on to, to do the debate with us? Um, it was a lot of fun. We had like, a lot of good characters, a lot of laughs. I couldn't agree with you more. I was, that's one of my least favorites only because of my nerves, because it really like, we're not going to fuck around here and pretend that, you know, this isn't a, a organic adventure, but like, that was one of our first like guests, right. That we wanted to like What's an or- organic adventure. Well, well, I, I mean, <laughs> what is that? It sounds like a superhero that wants you to eat. Well, yeah, <laughs> It sounds like something that you do before second breakfast. Captain Carrot's organic adventure. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those after, like, you know, those after school specials with the cartoons. Like, yeah, eat it's your vegetables. It's, it's an organic adventure. Girls, your mom buys that has, like, really bad cartoons on it. And she's like, this is going to be delicious. And you're like, this sucks, mom. And you still put, like, 12 scoops of sugar on it. What I mean is, is that this is this is local. This is small, right? So when we were when we were garnishing people, especially people who talk on the radio every day for a fucking living, like bringing that into your home, I was like, okay, let's. I want this to go well. And what what was great about it, Mark? And I think we realized that day was that this isn't always a shit fest. Where like they, granted, Brett and Jeff uh, McGarry from the start. Uh, if you don't listen to morning radio, listen to these guys: Brett McGarry, Jeff Braun. And, uh, oh, I can't remember their third. I'm so sorry for not remembering the third co-host. Uh, she's great, too. Lauren McNabb. There we go. Um, so, but we all kind of were like kumbaya about it, weren't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what was the, uh, and it kind of gave me a sense of that we weren't, like, we weren't completely out of our league in some respects, is that yeah. we were able to to sit and chat with them, and we brought something to the table. It wasn't just us kind of starstruck by radio hosts and it was uh and their their podcast has been going for quite a while they have their movie review podcast right yes the couch potatoes yeah definitely they've had it for like three or four years now i think yeah so i should have been more nervous but it was uh it was one of those times where i actually felt like oh hey we're pretty legit like yeah no definitely i think it was it was it was it was a chink in the armor that that made me feel a little bit better about what we were doing and having and having fun with everybody uh worst episode at all are you like jimmy where if you lose it's the worst and nothing else you know what yeah i there wasn't a whole bunch that really uh fell apart for me this year so (laughs) (laughs) i i i had a busy year so i missed a fair amount of episodes so like i could just pick one that i wasn't on and then just (laughs) that's the easiest way out yeah okay so um but i didn't i like we had fun on most of them yeah um I don't think there was any that really, really fell flat. So I don't know. I can't say there is any worst. There's only not as good. Yes. No, definitely. There's like ebb and flow because I think me and Martin have had this. We've all had this conversation where like our when we when we started to find traction with with how to make sense of this was the Sylvester Stallone and the Arnold Schwarzenegger stuff, which are obviously my some of my favorites because that's that's kind of where like, hey, ding, light bulb goes off. You start figuring shit out and uh, having a lot of fun with it instead of just trying to create something and hope it works. And then you're like, okay, now we're having fun. So, um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. They're not bad. I'll tell you what. I'll say my, my least favorite 
um, was every episode that happened after COVID because we didn't get together in the same room and got to interact and have fun. Oh, I, yeah, I, I think that's unanimously, I think we all unanimously agree on that organic adventure. That's for you, Martin. And, uh, (laughs) and so, uh, I still don't know what it means, but, uh, yeah, no, it, it like is, is, as great as having something to like a safety net to catch it so that we didn't have to stop and not so much because we weren't producing anything, but stop because we do like, like we, and we're friends. We all like getting together. We like talking and being in the same room. And that was 90% of the fun of this was just to get together and have a couple beers in the afternoon and shoot the shit about movies and then being forced to do this. So yeah, I, yeah, well, definitely. I never even and thought being of that. A, and the, I mean, we're doing a podcast. So the people that are listening are only listening, but the, the interaction, I think when we're all in the same place, the, the energy is up and it's high and we still interact uh, with each other, even if we're not talking. And, yeah. and sometimes we can interject things better than we can in this format because it's hard to talk at the same time in this format. Totally. Um, and and it's rife with the possibilities of technical uh, difficulties throughout echoes, whatnot. So, um, yeah, and, and you're right. Like, the, the, when you're in the room, there's not a half-second delay because Zoom servers aren't strong enough to handle the, the feed, right? So, yep. no, I totally get that. Um, it's, it's harder to make fun of people in this format because you can't, <laughs> you can't give them shots while they're talking because you kind of talk over each other. So. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, you have to, like – And you r- know I like that. Like, I like cutting you off. Like, every time right now you're trying to speak, I keep cutting you off. Yeah, no. It, 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 <laughs> <laughs> The middle of your sentence keeps uh, interrupting the beginning of mine. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Rob, I'll go last. So uh, what about you? And I just want to, like, Mark, me and Rob, uh, I know I, I tweeted this out and said this out before, but I want everybody to know that, like, uh, you came on. You pushed me to get a better board. Um, and I thank you for that because I would have fucked around and dilly-dallied and been like, well, whatever, I'll get to it when I get to it. But you were like, no. And then we had a conversation about it, and you're like, yeah, I push people. And I'm like, thank you for, for pushing me, and thank you for doing this, because you have a brand new, you have a newborn, and you make time for this. So that means a lot to me and the rest of the guys as well, too. So I just wanted to say that before you got to go off. I don't know if she's a newborn. She's 19 months today. I'm on a fucking, I own cats, man. I have no idea what the nomenclature is for children. <laughs> Hey Rob, can you keep telling us her her age in months, like right through till she's eighteen? I could. It's a lot of. It's a lot oh, of. Fashion. My little girl's seventy eight months today. <laughs> my multiplication tables aren't like they were in the third grade. You know, they're fast, but they're not that fast. We're at month two twenty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rob, give a shit. Um. I didn't, my least favorite episode was probably the quarantine one, episode 61. Boom. Uh, just because um, I was really ill prepared for it. Um, I also had to choose like the Saw character. I got given the Saw character and I stopped watching those movies after Saw 2 when that girl jumps into that pit with all the needles in her arm. Oh, God. I was like, I can't do these movies anymore. That's the worst scene. And, um, but, uh, the close runner up to the worst episode was, um, Mike wearing short yoga pants. <laughs> but to Mark's point, I miss that because right now I know that Mike isn't wearing any pants, but I can't tell. Don't stand up. Oh, oh. Whoa. Oh. whoa. 
I did not need you didn't, you didn't have to lift up your shirt. For all you <laughs> listeners at home, we all got a little bit of a show. Mike really stressed yeah. a little bit part. <laughs> oh, sorry, say what Jimmy, what was that about my crotch? Uh, Mike's only wearing a jock currently. <laughs> <laughs> I like to feel the air against my inner thighs, guys. So that was um, D movie quality footage right there. D movie quality. <laughs> so unedited camcorder. Got it. All right, Rob, but go on. Okay, so me wearing yoga shorts. I think that's when you first started coming on. Like we've known each other. We've all known each other. Like <clears throat> me, Martin, Mark, and Jimmy, or me, Martin, Mark, and Rob, have known each other forever. Uh, Jimmy, I feel like I've known you forever now too. So um, you're in the oh. the same. Oh, stop it, buddy. And but like me and Rob hung out through doing stuff with Dodgeball and Folk Fest and all that. But like that was the first time I really kind of started like seeing each other on a regular basis. And I introduced you to Short Yoga Short Michael right off the hop. Well, I think that was actually about the fifth or sixth um, episode that I'd done. But uh, that was definitely midsummer, like, you know, 40 degrees outside with the Humidex, you know, kind of stuff. <laughs> so I respect that. I respect that. I mean, I would like to show up with, you know, one of my ball sacks hanging out of my underpants, but I'm a civilized human being. Um, you have. Anyway, um, but <laughs> it was also the episode where Mike had short yoga pants on. Just kidding. Um, I really liked episode 60, uh, The Hobbit Debates. Um, you know that one. I won that one. Um, I crushed all dissent and arguments in that one. Like just eviscerated all arguments. I was like on. I was like fucking. Nobody fucks with Picard, man. And um, yeah. it wasn't Picard we had a problem with. It was Data. That was the that was the loophole. Yeah, that was but the loophole. I, I mean, like, but you won. <laughs> Next time I will choose. Tasha Yar, sorry. <laughs> She's a good security officer. She was, but I feel like she really died shittily, you know, yeah. like the black goo <laughs> on the Ferengi planet. Like, what the fuck? Very, he dies very from goo. Star Trek-esque, like very like red uniform, like death. Yeah. Yeah. She died too too soon. She died because Worf's job previous to that was kind of shitty, and they were like, Worf's like really popular, so we got to make him like this, you know, yeah, you know, anyway. Um... <clears throat> You know, we we could debate TNG all day, but I mean, we're here to talk about movies. Well, we can because you know what, Mar Rob. To your point, we're gonna have a little bit of announcement at the end of the show for anybody who hasn't been following regularly. We're actually gonna put it on paper about television. Um, <clears throat> but I will I will end this segment so we can carry on here. Um, my least favorite, actually, and it and it comes from the fact that I just fucked the dog on it, in my opinion, because it was the you can't handle the stream making our own streaming services. I really liked Mark's. Um, I I think I even voted for Mark on that one, and that was Mark, <clears throat> Jimmy, me, and Chris. I think Jimmy, am I right about that? I think so. This is the one where you guys wouldn't let me uh, have a game show streaming network. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> Why wouldn't they give that to you? That sounds like an awesome idea. Well, it's against the rule, Martin. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like what? Yeah, what Mark said. It's against you, the fucking rule. Would, would you have Wheel of Fish? I'd have any game show you can imagine. And you yeah. can just make up a bunch of game shows. Yeah, like original content would be new game shows for sure. Looking you back. You mean like the Game Show Network? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a streaming option. <laughs> no, but technically, Jimmy, when it's on all the time, it's always streaming. 
it's only family feud they don't show anything else <laughs> that's true i mean it's a limited option but nonetheless i want to show chain reaction that 1980s terrible canadian game show supermarket sweep oh, that's a good one too with the fake clapping in the background yes oboe support holes <laughs> and everyone when they went shopping always what when got the obus forms first the and the turkeys the turkeys yeah the big turkeys Oh no! That those were uh, they always got the they're the hams, the really expensive prosciutto. Oh yeah, prosciutto. Yeah. Prosciutto. Um. Anyways, yeah. So the streaming one, but that was a mistake looking back because we were narrow. I was narrow minded and I was like, no, must be movies. But looking back, it's a great fucking channel. I mean, if you beefed up this the the uh, game show networks channel and made it like super duper awesome, I'd probably spend four bucks a month. I have a question. Sure. Yes, go ahead. Dude, what if your streaming game show like played a version of The Running Man? That's that's why this was a bad idea right? not to let happen. That <laughs> is crazy. But like no, it is like a less a safer version, but like a version of The Running Man where you're just running away from people trying to like tag you or you know whatever. You don't want to you. safer. It should be people with severe debt. <laughs> and they they're it's it's either you die or you get your debt paid off, but you have to go through the fucking Running Man. America gladiator but death yeah yeah i agree i yeah. like that premise get your debt paid off or you die like it's there's no in between it's very like it's very victorian england you know where they've got like debtor jails and shit kind of yeah it's 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 not of civilized times that's for sure but um so yeah so the streaming one only because like i called mine i think i called it greenlit and it was all about getting i'd fucked it up i didn't think about how the green light verbiage could have been done more for like independent films and stuff like that. I just thought about all the projects that, um, like basically Isn't that a TV show called that the green light project. Yeah. Yeah. The green light project. I think that's with Matt Damon and, and Ben Affleck. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. right about that, Mark. Um, though there was a minute where shows like that <laughs> were becoming popular. There was that one. There was the green room with a comedian who did like, Five comedians just hanging out, talking about life as comedy. There was Green Lantern. There was Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah. The Green Book. The Green Book. Green Hornet. <laughs> the Green Mile. <laughs> Big Green, the soccer movie. Yeah, Big Green. <laughs> green the Green Day. Do, green Day did a, a a musical. That doesn't count. Um, so There's Green Giants as well. I really like those peas. <laughs> green Giant. So um, I just I don't I, I think for something I was really excited about I shut the bet on. Um, my favorite one was the one that me and Martin did with Sean and Rusty Mattias from uh, it's two. Oh, the music, the music one. Yeah, it was it's our first two part really episode. Um, that's gonna be a reoccurring thing because it's too much fucking fun to not do. And I talked to local singer songwriter fiddler uh, Sierra Noble, and she's gonna come on the show in the new year and do that. And we're going to start kind of doing like a reoccurring thing with that where we get a musician on. And even if we can do it with other stuff too, I'm thinking like, let's get a doctor on and do it with a doctor. Right. And have some medical drama arguments. Like let's let not so much to compare and contrast what the doctor thinks about it, but the, the opinion of rusty was fantastic. Would you agree, Martin? No, it's a good episode. I like that episode. It was, it was fun just uh, sharing and learning about people's <laughs> lives which I think that's the most interesting part, learning everyone's background. Well, so yeah, I had fun with that one. That that was that was the plus of it for sure, because we all get to know each other like through arguing dumb shit. But um, 
the the second part about it was I liked how Rusty was like the he was talking about chord progression and how different sounds do different things like just getting a technical aspect of something more than just like why music's in a scene he was like oh the progression of these notes and the progression of those notes and how the chords are major and minor and I was like I'm crushing on your fucking talent dude so those were my um I liked how I think the one of my favorite things about it too was the way each person presented their argument in a different way like Rusty had the very like you said technical side of it and yeah. then like me and you thought of it more of like, okay, how would this song look like in a movie? And what does that scene look like in a movie? Yep. So we broke it down by scene and then how this song would play in the scene of our lives. I think that was the cool aspect of it, seeing how different different minds work. Yeah. Especially if you have a musical background, so you're just focusing on technical and theory, which I would have never picked up on. No, neither would I. I would have just been like, what were me and Martin doing when Oil and Water was playing? Oh, yeah, coming home from a bender. Like that, that was kind of how I thought about it. But Rusty was like, well, what's happening in the scene? And this is why I chose these notes. So, and then Sean also came from a musical background too on Sean McGeek podcast. And, and so there was, there was, it was a really great balance. And I think that's something that should be continued and we should all get a chance at playing it because it's fucking fun. Um, that said, we are on a crunch here, so I don't want to, I don't want to be the guy who says, keeps talking when he says he's got to be the one to go look at a house. So the next part of this is we didn't have much for movies in 2020, so we had to spin it and switch to streaming services, maybe getting the content we normally wouldn't have because we go to movies and eat cheeseburgers in the movie theater. And so I uh, I thought, let's go through some of our favorites, one or two, nothing too crazy, just something that you would be like, listen, if you missed this in 2020 because you were balls deep in Queen's Gambit or... Uh, whatever or Tiger King, you know all that stuff. Um, so, Mark, we'll start with you. What was a movie highlight and a flop too? Like if you saw something, you were like, "Fuck that!" Bees, my god. I didn't. I didn't prep this one really. So. That's okay. Uh, I got a. I got a. I got a screenshot here. Um, what did that... you say, babe? Oh yeah, Aquaman was. Horrible. There we go. Was this year or was that last year? Um, well, the movie you saw this year, I don't care if it came out in 2020. That's, it's oh, just yeah. like, this man just showed up on Netflix. That's probably why you're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. What was it about oh, Aquaman funny. that shit the bed? I, mm-hmm. I think I just had such high hopes and I love superhero movies and, uh, it just, the story just, it lost it for me. Really? Yeah. Where? I liked, I liked a lot of the, so I liked the story of him on land with like his, his mother and his father and stuff. The, the underwater uh, factions of the, the weird people that live in, the, I can't remember their names, that live like in the trench and all that just lost it for me. I don't know. Oh, like the, the underwater society of Atlanteans, how there was like different yes, creeds of people. The five kingdoms or whatever the hell it was. And that that lost oh, it sure. for me. Okay. I mean, yeah, it is busy in that regard. Like for an origin story, there is a lot to follow where like, like compared to uh, Wolverine origins, right? You've got Sabretooth and Wolverine and the story of how they came to be. That's not hard to follow, but the, you're being asked a lot in Aquaman to be like, by the way, there's all this lore that really doesn't mean two fucks to Aquaman. So, yeah, okay, I get that. Any, that, that was Aquaman bad. Aquaman is the shitty Submariner. <laughs> <laughs> I also, on a, you know, go I was going to say, on a, since this is my time, Martin, I was yeah. just, <laughs> <laughs> just going to comment on your on what you, something you said. <laughs> um, another movie just recently that just popped in my head that Chrissy and I, it's one of the few times that we've stopped a movie and we said we can't. There's I have no desire to finish this. 
and fuck off was Hustlers. Okay, so don't watch that. Yeah, it was horrible. I don't even remember who's in that one anymore. Beyonce in that? No. Um, no, it's Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer okay. Lopez and another. Is it about stripping? Yes. I think, yeah, right? strippers that start robbing people, but they lay out. So we're watching it and we're like, oh, this is kind of cool. They start getting this this gig going on where they kind of meet these guys at a classy bar and then they bring her back to the strip club and get them hammered and then run their cards, right? So, like, show us that, like, one, two, three times to show us what your 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 scam is. But they literally, we were on the ninth or tenth replay of the same fucking scene with a different dude. And I'm like, we just shut it off. We're like, I really don't care how this fucking finishes. And we actually had high hopes for it. Like, fem- like pretty much all female cast. And Yeah, no, I, I saw it on Prime and I kept skipping over it. And I was like, should I give this any of my time? Like, do I care? to learn about and not, not not in a derogatory sense but do i care to learn about a bunch of strippers who robbed guys and basically took the profession into their own hands and kind of made it more theirs instead of being googled at because i think that's the metaphor for it is it not yeah like it came off to me me and uh, chrissy and i uh from the previews that it was a sort of a female empowerment movie if you will you know like sort of female bad guys that are not really bad yeah, um, that are taking taking a, a male dominated industry where maybe they're exploited and now they're turning the tables and exploiting the customers, but it just fell flat for me. Okay. Any 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 uh, hot ones? Any good ones? Any ones that? You know what? Go around. Do around yeah, the yeah, worst, yeah. and then I'll come back and sure. I'll tell you my yeah. best. Yeah. No. 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 Jimmy, you are in the hot seat, sir. Go. Man, like. Joker. So for best or worst, there's. Like, I can only think of one, and I was so disappointed because when I heard about it, it just, like, I I was excited, and it's a, it's a, it's a movie Fantasy Island from Blumhouse. Oh. Like, it just, I was so excited when they were like, ooh, we're going to make it a horror movie. It's going to be done by Blumhouse. It's going to be good and interesting and scary, and instead we got, like, this weird PG-13 horror nothing. Yeah, no, I... I've, I've watched three quarters of it and I started to give less of a shit when Ryan, I can't remember his name. He's the big dumb blonde guy with the Asian yeah. brother. Like when, when their fantasy started to come true, I was like, what am I watching American pie or am I watching a remake of a horror movie? Right? Like what, feels, what am I getting here? It feels like a lot of these movies that come out, like a lot of these horror movies that come out, more recently are tailored towards teenagers and they just I don't the characters are just so hard to like and I don't really want to root for them and maybe that's the point with these I'm not supposed to root for them but it's always nice when you have somebody that you can root for in these movies and someone that you can hope survives you know totally yeah like invested here yeah okay it's because you're a millennial and they're all Gen Zers and you're just like die Gen Zers I hate you (laughs) (laughs) the characters aren't always the characters aren't always gen zers they just behave like it and it sucks he's totally right like they're older characters who just are whiny little fucking bitches it's oh it's annoying um a favorite no 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 do what mark said and do the last oh okay i oh i'm okay i missed it i missed it martin worst one we're doing we're doing worst one um it's an older movie but i i did this is one of the movies i haven't finished and it's called like, Kevin Hart's Night School. It's not meant to be great, but I, I got through probably, I think I had 10 minutes left. And I'm like, nope, don't need to see how it ends. And just stopped it there. <laughs> but like, okay, and I get that. 
you, fuck you movie. You've taken enough of my time. I don't want to give you any more, even if it's 10 minutes, but on the flip side, it's only 10 minutes. Like, don't you want to check the box? Nope. Okay. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. I'm out. I'm out. Okay. All right. I don't yeah. normally mind Kevin Hart movies. Like they're, I mean, he was great. Like I like the, he was great in Jumanji and stuff like that. And I, I don't know this one. I just like, good no. when he's with the rock. Yeah. He's great when he's the rock. I don't like, they're a good or even the Will Ferrell movie, Get Hard, when he's trying to like teach him how to go to jail, that was pretty funny. Uh, this one, I'm just like, nope, can't do it. Um, do you think that The Rock is the missing parts of Kevin Hart? <laughs> like he just fills the gap that you mean like Master and Blaster <laughs> from from <laughs> Mad Max? Ba- ba- basically, like like where Kevin Hart stops, The Rock's like, don't worry, I'll come in and fill the rest of your talent and 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 fame and all that shit because they are great together they really are but i feel like kevin hart's acting i could take or leave i love his fucking comedy i love his stand-up his stand-up's amazing but i just don't i'm like because that's your acting but that's not the comedian that i've come to like so uh, his portrayal of danny devito and donald glover the rock and them in in jumanji 2 the the remake jumanji 2 that was fucking hilarious that was where i really enjoyed this good movie um, Rob, I'm going to let you go last and we'll put all the attention on you here. My worst of the year. It's a, there's two, but like, it's either the hunt or the new mutants between the, I haven't seen it yet. New mutants. Okay. New mutants. Both, both suck. Yeah. Okay. okay. So you've seen new mutants, Jimmy. Yeah. Okay. It's on Amazon prime. Yeah. And is it even worth a watch. Do you think? No. no. Okay. No, not like, no. even if I take a bunch of edibles, it won't be good. Maybe. How many edibles? Uh, I don't know, forty milligrams. Maybe sixty. It's it's just it's a nothing story that we don't care about. It, the whole thing it was supposed to be set in the past, and the producers didn't want them to do that for unknown reasons, so they pushed the release date, and then they had to rewrite everything, and they pushed it again. It was just destined to fail. It was like Suicide Squad. Yeah, no chance. It just got entangled with so much red tape and so much creative control that. It it's set in like the nine like the seventies or ninety like it, it it I couldn't get a lay of the land from... two very different time periods really you couldn't they they they, they didn't pick which one seventies or nineties they're they're two you could tell the difference if you it's can. a seventies or a nineties you can but it was like did somebody call the prop master and order one thing and then they changed their mind and didn't let the guy know that's what happened scene? that's what happened okay because it's well, what it... it was supposed to be set it's funny that it was supposed to be set in the 70s and mm. then they were going to do 90s and then they told them not to do that and they wanted like a current movie so they had to set it now and it just all didn't work that's got to be it and i mean it fell flat on a lot of it felt like the the, the horror aspect they were trying to push just ended up being like mental health and and, and just it, it was so many weird fucking things and and the hunt just because it wasn't a bad movie, it was too much of a bait and switch. I really walked into it going, is this going to be, you know, the most dangerous game? Is this going to be an Ice T remake? Is this going to be, you know, social experiments and rich people, poor people? And it is the one percenters versus the rest of them. And it is, you know, you know, deplorables versus liberals. But the, I mean, spoiler alert what you see in the trailer is literally the first 10 minutes. And then the rest of it is some fucking weird story that it doesn't, when you get to the end of it, you're like, okay, 
I get it now, but I didn't come to this movie for that. I came to see a bunch of people get shot and killed. And I came for an action thriller. I didn't come for a political commentary on today's society. When they killed Ike Barinholtz in like the first spoiler for 15 minutes, I was like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they like, they leave her like she ends up being the pretty much lone survivor. And then the whole movie's about her and Betty how, Gilpin. Yeah. Betty Gilpin. Who's great in it. Like I love yeah. her character. She's suffering through PTSD and she's about to break at any minute. And I love it. Cause she's ex military and she does this, she does this really great thing with her eyes where she gets like, when she looks at you and she starts to just like, geek out and she she actually says she was like i was like this and then does this weird look into the camera and then she goes but now i'm like this and then does another weird look and you know what emotions she's feeling just by the look in her eye so that i'll was say cool. i like that and i liked uh i like the speech that she gives after they uh kill the the fbi agent that picks them up yes yes <laughs> about the rabbit and how the jackrabbit always wins yes the jackrabbit always wins like it's a, she tells a great fable, but then you can clearly see at one point in the movie where the jack she's the jackrabbit and she always wins, and it's 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 this great thing. So, um, Mark, let's go to the let's go to the good. Let's go high. Oh, oh what about me? Oh shit, you matter. Yeah, sorry, Mark. Shut up, Rob. It's all about you. <laughs> um, this year I actually haven't watched a lot of bad movies. Um. Uh, other than all the Christmas Hallmark movies my uh, my fiance makes me watch, which uh, deep down I actually like on some weird fucked up level. And it's not because they're filmed in Winnipeg. Um, I think probably the worst movie of this year was Doolittle. Um, I actually haven't seen it, but the trailer sucked so bad. There's no way that that movie can't, can be good. We'll see. I... Who stars in Doolittle, the new one? It's uh... yeah, Junior. Fucking Tony Stark does. Mm. You know, it, it's funny, Rob, because uh, Seth Rogen takes a lot of writing jobs anonymously, mm-hmm. uh, just like punch up movies and punch up jokes. Yeah. And that's what they sent to him. And he did an interview about it later. And he said, there was nothing I could do. Yeah, <laughs> I, I read that same thing. I know. So, I mean, I've yet to see the whole movie in its entirety. Um, but... I'm I I don't I'm 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 not excited about it. I don't know. That's the only thing I got. I've seen it. Anybody else seen it? Raise your hand. Okay, I'm the only one who's seen it. So, um, much. Prefer- I totally forgot it came out. Yeah, totally well, forgot it came out. They kind of think- they got lost once COVID hit. Yeah, they got lost when once COVID hit. Definitely. Um, it had bad pre. in January. It had bad early reviews too. It was part of that whole rigmarole of cats and Doolittle and animation early in the year, and people were just like shitting all over live animation and and I think The Lion King really sparked a lot in people last year when they saw it and they were like, "This is what live action is. Animated is way more fun because now it's just a really great looking animal talking with no emotion." So, right. like Pumbaa, when he's being Pumbaa, is great because he's got dumb expressions but when he's just a warthog talking that's a fucking nightmare so like that's the same thing that happened with Doolittle and I think they I think what happened was Lion King those guys got hired right they got hired for Disney and then they thought they could do it again and there just wasn't enough love for it there's the people we, we don't want live action mermaids we want ariel we want sebastian we want the fucking seagull who thinks the fork is a dingle hopper what streaming service is doolittle on 
Uh, Disney. Sorry. Okay. But Mark, did you see Mermaids with Winona Ryder? Good movie. <laughs> I love Cher. No, I, I haven't. I, people want mermaids. <laughs> okay, fair enough, Jimmy. Point, Jimmy. I don't um, believe the mermaids in that movie had fishtails. That was a Splash with Daryl Hannah. Yeah. Ah, there we go. Everybody loves young, skinny Tom Hanks. Um, big Tom Hanks, big from Big. That's the Tom Hanks I love. That's a pretty bold statement, though, because I mean, as as having seen it, Rob, it is bad, <clears throat> and it's listening to Robert Downey Jr. come up with a Welsh accent, which wasn't needed. Like just giving him his English. Accent is great in Sherlock Holmes. It's tight as fuck. It is. No, it totally is. But that's English. This is Welsh. Like there's there's a there's a difference, and like creating the kooky old do little wizard who's unshaven and unkept and then you know finally listens to his animals and comes back to protect them like i the love original. the original dr doolittle from the 70s where he's riding on a fucking snail that one's fun and he's like talking to the giant like like creature uh yeah and he's always like going down and having a little conversation and stuff yeah like that one's fun yeah totes um okay so we got everybody sorry about that totes. what was that did you just say totes i did say totes I didn't know we were going there. No, goats, my goats. You never know where we're going because it's a it's a living what is it, a living organ organic thing <laughs> here, Rob. It's organic <laughs> adventure. <laughs> he got that off a Snapchat post. It probably, I got it off a hashtag somewhere. Um, so a meme. Uh, let's go high. Let's talk about what we liked, uh, and we'll start with uh, with Mark because I remember. Okay, everybody. so I got some thoughts on this. Um, this is kind of going to be a really good segue into what we're going to discuss later as far as announcements and stuff too, Mike. But um, realistically, as of March, we we were all locked up in pandemics. So this was the year that movies <clears throat> didn't happen like movies normally happen. Yep. Um, we got a lot of independent releases, right? Some some small studio stuff. Um, we started seeing the emergence of like direct to consumers in their home VOD releases. Yep. Um, like the King of Staten Island was like a, one of the first ones I think that released. Yep. Um, so this was a, a, a year where I think a lot of people consumed their media through streaming services totally, and movies on streaming services and series on streaming services. So I think we're doing, um, ourselves an injustice here if we don't include some of the amazing series, uh, that people watch this year on streaming services, even though ta historically, they're getting classified as TV. Yeah. I don't think we can call that TV anymore. No, we we totally can't. And like, you know what? Fuck it. Like this this isn't you know like we're not announcing the return of Michael Keaton on Batman here. What are you doing? You're like, you're, oh, what am I you're doing? Hitting, <laughs> you're hitting something or jacking off in the air. I don't know. Your your right arm was going nuts. Mark sent over the dildo, so I'm just <laughs> waving it around <sighs> over here. So. Uh, so all of this to really say that I think when it comes to the the best of the year, um, most of the the breakthrough stuff I, I think came from uh, some of the streaming things that that we saw this yeah. year. Um, we saw like the Last Dance, uh, the Michael Jordan documentary that was huge, was fantastic. Even people that were like could care less about basketball loved that. Um, we saw the, the Mandalorian continue into season two. That was everything that was talked about. Um, so I think those have to be in the running for some of the best stuff as pure movie wise. I think uh, I was trying to think through and, uh, of the movies we actually watched. Uh, I love the gentleman that was yeah, right that. at the beginning of the year. 
Um, yes, uh, I Char- Charlie Hunnam's it. character was fantastic. Um, I think, I think that's yeah. the only Shannon movie that I didn't mind him in. Like, I don't, I, I don't normally like his acting, but for that one, I actually liked it. So I agree with that. He was good. Oh my god, they were everybody was so good in that. I think they played the style of character that that I liked them in, um, in that movie. So that that would be probably my top pick for an actual theatrical release that would have happened this year. And that was pre-COVID. We only had like a couple months, right? Yeah, we had a very narrow window. And and to piggyback what you just said, um, my whole Michael Keaton reference here is that we should just announce it. Like we can do it now because we're talking about all this stuff. So it blends perfectly that if you did watch something that wasn't traditionally a movie, um, we're going to do TV and everything that you can get in the world of media content that you can watch. I'm even like, if there's something on YouTube that is good, like hot, hot ones started on YouTube. That's one of the best streaming podcast slash youtube series out there with sean avery and i mean me and mark have talked about this multiple sean times. evans sean evans thank you um we've talked about evans as well and because uh, avery's the hockey player <laughs> and so um i uh if it's watchable and it's produced well even if it's not produced well i don't give a shit anymore it we're leaving too much on the table as they say in poker and or, is that right, Martin? Or did I, is that organic adventure? I, I don't know anymore. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, it's adventurously organic, kind of like an eight millimeter snuff film. Yeah. <laughs> with Nicolas Cage trying to find out who made it. So uh, I we're announcing big deal. I don't know what the drum roll machine is, but uh, <laughs> we're going to do anything that we can watch because I, I did the research. I was like, okay, does it make sense? Everything played on a reel. Everything played on that classic reel when TV was first invented. Then when TV was like, let's go to the big screen and make movies. And so if if it's real based in any way, shape or form, then it can be talked about in real life. So uh, 2021 will allow for all streaming fucking content, uh, which like we all fucking love the Mandalorian. We all, I think, watched Queen's Gambit. These are things that not being able to talk about or debate the merit of these characters is a loss for the show. So and you, that, you can't tell me that the Mandalorian wouldn't, you know, five, 10 years ago, there's no way that could have been a TV show. No. Nope. Well, no. yeah, that's because, a movie because Disney didn't own it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the whole, and the whole idea of Disney and these massive studios getting behind quote unquote TV um, they're they're just movies. They're sagas that are segmented into one hour blocks or forty five minute blocks instead of hour and a half, two hour movies. They're badly edited movies. Is all it is. Yeah, like you can't tell the boys. The boys also was a show that that I we absolutely loved this year. So did and Barack there's Obama. no way that's a TV show anywhere else. No, it's yeah, you're totally right, and it's anti hero for like people who are always like, what happens if superheroes do bad things? Now we know. Um, yeah, no, the gentleman was. I actually finally finished the gentleman a couple, like a month or two ago now, and yeah, it was, it was, it's, it's everything that I want from Guy Ritchie, that I haven't been getting from Guy Ritchie for a while. So good choice on that, Martin. What's a favorite? Um, in terms of uh, since we're talking about streaming movie in general, um, I like the Trial of the Chicago Seven, the new Aaron Sorkin movie. But that was really cool. It's like takes place in the 70s. Uh, guys get charged for conspiracy because they're protesting the Democratic National um, Congress. 
Um, I, I, my favorite part about it, I think, was Sasha Baron Cohen's character. I really well acted from him. Love seeing him on screen and knocks out of the park with that character that he plays. He's a sleeper. Like, the acting that he can do, the spy. I, I caught a bit of that. Like, he's... I mean, yeah, he's... I think, what is he... Uh, I know he's got a degree in... Well, it's Ilsa Fisher, his wife, has a degree from some school, like a clown college. Like, she's a certified clown. Um, no, no, that's Sasha. That's Sasha? Okay. Fuck, that's even better. Um, but, like, you would never think that the guy who puts Rudy Giuliani in a hotel room with a fake reporter is also the guy who can do the trial of Chicago 7. I couldn't finish the new Borat. <laughs> I, I, it was too much. I like it, but it was like... I, at one point, my anxiety levels just ticked way too high when I was watching. I'm like, I can't finish this movie. It wasn't. It didn't have the same magic as the original either. Like no. it was good, but it wasn't as good. He's just too well known. Now, I felt like some. I felt like some of the scenes were forced. Yeah, absolutely. It it didn't seem as natural as the original, but maybe it's just because we'd already seen that, and Bruno already had taken it to such a crazy, more ridiculous place afterwards that it's hard to follow that up. Mm-hmm. I concur, definitely. Uh, Jimmy, what about you? Uh, oh, for favorites? Man, you know, it, it's funny. We say that we didn't really get a lot this year, but there were a, not even hidden gems, you know, just like like fun movies that came out. Like, I wouldn't say it was my favorite, but Guns Akimbo was just a nice, fun watch. With it Daniel totally Rath. was. Like that, I just, I had fun watching it. It's not the best movie ever, but it was a good time. I'd say the same for American Pickle. That was um, That was a good movie. Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was really fun as well. Uh, what else? As for my favorite, though, it, it's a toss between uh, Invisible Man and I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Oh, okay. I don't know if you guys... Invisible Man was fucking unbelievable. Like, just the way it was shot, Lee Wanell is just... I think he's really coming into his own, and he knows what kind of style he wants to do now, and he's going to do it, and it's fucking awesome. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen I'm Thinking of Ending Things. That's just a... It was a Netflix release um with uh what's his fucking name with jesse plemons yep as the lead uh it's it's very confusing it's it isn't keeps it? your mind going the whole time isn't it charlie it's, kaufman yes yes it is yeah so same guy as um um oh, fuck jim carrey kate winslet man on the moon um no not man on the moon um well, <laughs> what, what's the one i'm thinking of where they wipe their brains. Oh, it's oh, so Eternal Charlie Sunshine is spotless mind. That yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's Charlie Kaufman too. Um, so it, it, you know, it has a lot of that feel. It's just you, you think it's gonna go one way, and then it doesn't go that way, and then you think it's gonna go another way, and it doesn't go that way. It's just it's a never ending. Where is this gonna go? You know, but it, in a good way. I, it's it's a fun watch. Everyone should really check it out. I think I'm gonna add it right now. Yeah, no, it's on my list too. I've been meaning to to dig into it. Um, it's it's good at making you feel really uneasy. Those are great. I like those. Um, that's oh, what did I see recently that I felt like that? Afterlife with Ricky Gervais is I strongly suggest a. Oh, watch. it's a great series. It's so good. I mean, I don't know if you watch anybody watch Derek. Raise your hands. Did you watch Derek at all? No. Okay. So that's him playing. Um, he's I don't. I don't know what's what mental um, 
issue he has i don't know if <laughs> but he's 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 he, he works in an old folks home and it's just a cast of characters um who are all in afterlife but afterlife is specifically about a guy who loses his wife and she made videos for him to get through the day after she died of cancer and he's literally like on death's door wanting to end it and he works at a local newspaper and it's a it's a dark comedy but it's ricky gervais opinions on matters it's the cutting ricky gervais that you like at the at the uh at the emmys but or at the golden globes i mean but acted softer for the role i don't know martin would you agree with that like his his what he what he what he believes in religion and comedy is in this character but it's a depressing character to watch it's not a it's it's not a happy series no, for sure but, but it's funny as it's fuck. good like it's i not, think he's Season two is way better than season one. I think I love yes. season one as well, but they really ramp it up in in season two, and it almost made me feel some emotions. Yeah, which was no, a pretty I, big thing. I was thing. crying, and the soundtrack's amazing. Soundtrack's yeah. so fucking good. Really um, good series. Anyways, Wobby Wob, what about you? I mean, I would just like to say that I feel like we're in the golden age of straight to video. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, I miss going to the movies like a lot. Yeah. And. It's weird when something is kind of taken away from you and or there isn't these big releases that you can kind of go see you you kind of realize that maybe you're taking that for granted and I know everyone and I mean I mean I sell TVs for a living and you know I'm all about having that big 85 inch TV in your house it's not the same I don't care what anybody says you can get close but unless you have like Seth MacFarlane money and you can put a full IMAX in your house that costs you like $3 million, like there nothing beats sitting in that fucking cinema. But I mean, the fact that we were able to go see Tenet still this yeah. summer, yeah. Um, you know, and I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest. It's, it, it's not my favorite Christopher Nolan movie, right? It was great. It was awesome. It, I, I'm, st- I, I, I'll be in the shower and all of a sudden like the, it'll pop in my head and I'll have some like new epiphany about it. And I'll need to, <laughs> think about it for like, you know, 30 minutes or something. Um, but I mean, it was, it was a, it was a good movie. Um, uh, King of Staten Island was awesome. Yeah, uh, I thought it was funny, hilarious. I love Bill Burr and he was great in it. Um, I really liked Eurovision. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Like I know lots of people shit on it. It I, was fucking it. hilarious. It was old school Will Ferrell at its best. Um, I can't, I'm brain farting. She's in Mean Girls. Uh, who's oh, in it with you? Uh, Rachel, Rachel uh, McAdams. Rachel, Rachel McAdams is go. so good. It's just, it's such a good, feel good movie. And it's funny. And I, I don't know. I, and it made me want to go to Iceland even more. And it was just, it was awesome. I really liked uh, Extraction too with Chris Helmsworth. Really? I like that movie. I don't know. It just had a good feel to it. I love the filters. I love the grittiness of him, like, you know, blasting his way through like you know bangladesh um it was just i don't know it was just kind of i thought it was good and um i'm definitely going to say my favorite tv series this year is the boys i fucking love that show like love it i wish michelle would watch it with me um so you know because it's one of those movies i have to watch when she wants to go to bed or she's not home or those kind of things because she, she just like she's like i just don't get it i'm just like it's so good but you know it's just she's not into comics and shit so you know yeah, no, that's I... the portrayal of aquaman that i like 
in The Boys. The yeah, Deep is yeah. one of my favorite characters. You just get shit on so much. But Garth, is, he's, he's a genius, man. I mean, if you've ever read the Preacher comic books, they're so oh, good. Yeah. I didn't love the TV series as much. Um, it didn't capture the same grotesque essence the, that the comic has, but um, he's fucking awesome. I, uh, yeah, The Boys is... I, I kind of fell off because Amazon Prime started really churning and burning and putting other stuff out. Um, the Nixium cult documentary that is on Prime is something that I've been watching on and off that I really like this year. The Nixium story that finally came out is pretty interesting because it is it's if you liked anything about how Scientology has been exposed and you're into those documentaries, this is a carbon copy. Like well, Keith Renner. More sex cult than Scientology. More what? Sorry. More sex cult. Well, yeah, no doubt, but um, I shouldn't. Yeah, they're not part and parcel in regards to that. What they are, though, is it's the same things that Miss Cabbage uses in Scientology uh, that Ranieri uses in the Nixium cult. Like they're the it's same dianetics, like psych- yeah. psychology stuff. They do. They did well. They they side by side it and they compare it and they just say, well, this is what it is in Scientology, but we call it this. Like where they call it, you know, reading or something in Scientology. They they call it where you sit down in front of a group of people and you out the most it's called auditing in Scientology that's it thank you yeah so maybe it's reading in in Nixium but uh, I just thought it was testing neat. your thetans is that what it is when yeah, you yeah, audit? yeah. Th- yeah. you guys are just jealous because your thetan levels are low okay <laughs> you guys actually ever been to a Scientology uh, like church so I went years ago and actually did the audit test online and they went over my results they made me watch a video and when I went into the video the whole time I was thinking to myself is please don't come out brainwashed please don't come out brainwashed <laughs> I did not but I can tell you this they had some star power in that video they had John Travolta and Kirstie Alley oh yeah wow <laughs> That'll that doesn't suck you in. I don't know what does. Look who's talking. Um, my, you know what, Tenant wasn't my favorite of the year, or was it? I don't know. I've been. I have a. I have the video. Like I bought the copy, and uh, I've been trying so hard to just. I've been trying. So, I, the I have a really good ability at explaining the TV show Lost because I've seen it four times. So I want to have lost skills when it comes to tenant so that I can be like, I just want to be a part of a club of very few people who totally understand that movie. Like I want Christopher Nolan access, right? I want to be, you want to be in the Christopher Nolan fan club. Yeah. Very few people. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I really liked digital video too much though. You've got to be more in, in tune with analog. Yeah, no, I yeah, fine. I gotta, I have to regress. But it, see, the thing I really like about it from having seen it, I think I've seen it five times now, mostly just background while I'm editing and stuff. But I really love the fucking soundtrack, and I don't know if you can. What the fucking? T- <laughs> you got cupcake on air. Hang on here. Hang on. The sound is very intense in that, and you know what, and. The fact that Hans Zimmer didn't do the soundtrack is he was already booked for something else, and it still lives up to like the flow of all his previous movies. A hundred percent. I I feel as soon as the first chord rings, when they're in that uh, auditorium, that you're now running with the movie. The movie. The, <laughs> I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, you can't see this, but I, I think I we've we've got an Olympic record here. Mark has eaten a cupcake 
in 1.123 bytes. Hey, listen, if we're going to broadcast from home, I get the creature comfort. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going to use this portion of the video because I think it literally is 1.123 seconds. Um, so, like, I mean, that's what I do to a cheeseburger. At, you, well, you've seen. You, okay, Rob's <laughs> been to a movie with me. Martin's been to many <laughs> movies with me. Mark's been to one movie with me where we paid. Actually, um, <laughs> this is a great story. Paid uh, twice, watch once. Yeah, paid twice, watch once. Um, that was a highlight of the year. Uh, but I, I think Tenet's my favorite. Yeah, it really is my favorite movie, movie of the year. Um, just Movie, movie. Yeah, like like movie, movie, in a movie theater, on a Tuesday night. Like when we went, Rob, fuck was it. It just felt weird because it's the biggest, one of the, the second, first biggest movie theater in the city. Second, whatever. Who cares? The it's a, the it's, biggest. Yeah. And then you're in there and like there's nobody. Like nobody wants, and there's lots of people who want to be here, but like we, yeah, like I don't know. There was 20 people in the theater total, maybe. Yeah opening week like and tickets were not hard to come by but i mean it is what like you know the covid's covid is different for everybody and i mean uh, it'll be back eventually it's gonna take a while a lot longer than i originally thought but it's gonna take a while so that's fine but i do kind of want to get into uh, i have a confession to make uh before you only talked about tenant though like there was no no other standout oh there, there is yeah okay yeah there is um mandalorian to me is probably i haven't seen last night's episode um oh my god what are you even doing here just stop the podcast no, no. okay well here's here's the thing guys okay so <laughs> like like this all kind of ties in this all yeah this all ties in together so last night was the jp ho 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 home show so we were watching that and um then kelly ended up uh or, sorry shauna ended up with me we were like, uh, what do we watch? And then we ended up watching Amazing Race, and then we were too drunk. And I was like, uh, fuck it. I'll just watch it tomorrow when I'm more with it. So that's why I didn't watch it last night. But I was going to work on Debater of the Year last night and listen to all the episodes, and I totally fell asleep. <laughs> so, can I just project with something? How amazing can Amazing Race be during COVID? Well, it's... It, it, <laughs> Everyone be two meters apart. We have to quarantine for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> this was all done pre-COVID. Somehow, I think I think the last episode where they won, because the last episode of Amazing Race is usually really fucking good. This one was like they were going, they were going, and then all of a sudden it was like, yay. And I literally think the last checkpoint was right when COVID shut the world down and they just pulled the pin. Because it feels very, very rushed. We were supposed to end in Wuhan, and they were like, "Fuck, we gotta re- we gotta figure out a new location." One hundred percent. So, um, so last night when I was gonna do debater of the year, I didn't even get halfway through it. So I have no. I think I know who is the debater of the year, but I'm not a hundred percent certain. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna finish that this weekend, and then um, we'll announce it on Instagram. And we'll have everybody up there in order of who had the most, second most, third most, and then is it obviously. is it is it the total amount or is it the per, is it a per capita thing? So it's the percentage of your wins based on the amount of podcasts you were on. Well, we can talk about that. We can have a, we can have a democratic conversation about that. Do you want it to be total wins, or care. do you want it to be total wins against a peer? Like we, Rob, we've been talking about data a lot lately. So what what kind of data do you want to pull from this? 
Well, clearly a win that I wasn't involved with carries less weight than a win against me. That's true. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a complicated algorithm. I just what how I don't care what how we how we view the data as long as Jimmy doesn't win. Okay. That's all. I'm... All right. <laughs> I second that motion. Do For I, some Mark? reason, I think Mike's going to win, even though he won like maybe one. And that's the question. You won one. Oh, guys, by the way, I won debate of the year. I'm like, but you won one. And it because was questionable. Of those podcasts. <laughs> You're on the mall, though, Mike. I, I know. I, yeah. And that's how I win. Like, I win by I get to do dumb shit with people I like hanging out with. So that's that's a win in of itself. Winning this actual thing. It's more fun watching everybody fucking tangle about it than it is to be like, I win. Because if I win, it's like drawing your own name out of a hat. Like it, so you're, it looks you're winning by based on participation. Yeah, totally. I got a big gold star for being here every time. That's that's like, what was the one that you like fixed so that you won without winning? <laughs> oh fuck! What was that one? Remember you <laughs> voted so that it, it it finished in a tie and you oh, somehow I rig- defaulted yeah, to winning. Yeah. Okay, no, 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 Mark. I know what you're talking about. I think that was where I gave my like in poker. I gave myself the button. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's when we made the rule. You have to submit at the same time because someone can just change their vote at the last minute. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Cause, cause if you're fourth and it's like, it's dealers, it's dealers button in that regard. So it's where everybody announces at the same time. Then like if Martin has, you know, two picks and I'm the decide or one pick and you know, I'm the deciding vote, like that's gonna, I don't want to be swayed. So yeah, we tried, we, we switched that around for sure. Um, Everybody should know that Jimmy has bananas on his shirt, and they're really fucking cool. Hey, can I throw something out to you guys that yeah. I like? We yeah. we kind of picked the worst and the best of a few things, and and some of this I think Jimmy covered off when he was saying, like he mentioned a couple of his favorites that maybe uh, other people weren't necessarily aware of or that had consumed. But um, what sort of your like thing that you watched this year? Um, series show documentary that you think didn't get the hype that it deserved and you maybe want to turn some people on to. Oh, interesting. So I, I have an example since yeah, yeah. I'm the one who just brought it up and you guys can kind of think. Um, I got into uh, on Prime. I, I wasn't watching a bunch of Prime stuff and the boys kind of brought me over to there. And uh, then I started checking out other Prime shows. And I think Prime did itself a big disservice in that it released too many original content shows at the same time. So it kind of muddled its audience um, because I just finished watching uh, Utopia. Ooh, I like it that. Was, it was freaking awesome. And I don't think near enough people have watched it to get into it. It stars Rain Wilson uh, and a great ensemble cast. It was so good. If you haven't watched Utopia, I highly recommend it. Um and the reason I'm disappointed is that I heard that they canceled the second season partway into filming. And oh. I'd really like to see somebody else pick it up and do the second season. Cause it's, uh, they really left it at the end of season one to really springboard into a great season two. Um, it's basically a comic book come to life. in, in some sense, if you guys haven't seen it, um, there's like a, a comic book called dystopia, and uh, a bunch of people become huge followers of it. But then there's a, a small segment of the group that discovered that there's deeper meaning within dystopia about the future of the world. And uh, they're kind of like conspiracy theorists for it. Yeah. And then a new version of the comic book gets released called Utopia, which was supposed to give them the, the roadmap for, for the rest of civilization. And it's, it's incredible. Hmm. I do want to check it out. And I, I like to go ahead. It blew me away. 
I didn't know there was. They canceled season two. Now I'm sad because I, I finished season one in a day. It was great. Yeah, me too. So should I watch season one then? If there isn't going to be hundred percent, watch it and then join the the write in campaign to to see season two. <laughs> and who played the Who played the evil professor there, Martin? Um, John Cusack. John Cusack. Yeah. Oh, I love John Cusack. Yeah, it was anytime. Great. Anytime the star of Hot Tub Time Machine does something else, I'm in. It's a Cosby and, sweater. And for this year especially, because it kind of involves like a pandemic in it and uh, oh. diseases and stuff affecting the world, and it seems so like, contemporary. What's going on? That's why I'm excited to see the Stand re-release. Yeah, yeah no. So I go am. watch Utopia, you guys and whoever's listening, and then let's get season two made. That's cool. Yeah. You know Especially, what? Another pro- Rob, another... you're a huge uh, uh, comic book graphic artist fan. That's what this is all is about. It's like amazing yeah. art. I was I was about to watch it the other night, but again, <sighs> I have trouble getting Michelle into certain types of sh- certain types of shows. Even though I'll watch every shitty fucking thing with her, like I watch the goddamn Bachelor with her, but she won't watch some stuff with me sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I know you can hear me. I love you. <laughs> save it for toilet time rob save it for toilet time or she's like i can hear you um but um um i like the show upload if it's i haven't on- seen that either i thought it was a really it was just kind of a cool premise how like when you die you're 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 you get uploaded but if you don't have enough money then you only get like two gigabytes a day or something but you know you want unlimited data in the afterlife it's it's kind of a cool perspective Go is that on prime yeah that's a okay. comedy sort of, right? It's kind of like a comedy sci-fi. It's 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 like near future, but it's kind of cool, and you can actually kind of possibly see the world going that way. I just started watching it. I I kind of just got into the beginning of the first episode where they're they're selling the great place you want to have as an afterlife. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like Bath Springs Resort or something. That mm-hmm. it's like the ultimate in retirement. Well, retirement. <laughs> yeah, and on your you you only interact with a certain amount of people, so there might actually be, you know, a million people in the area, but you actually only see, you know, five hundred or something. Interesting. I'm definitely gonna watch that. Is anyone watching The Expanse? Yeah, because um, that's a fucking great show. Okay, on, I just started watching it on Prime. I, I I'm I'm up to season five now. I'm on the third episode of season five, and it's just I've been powering through that great show. I'm on. Yeah. I'm on the third episode of season one and i've done that four times already I've season watched... one you have to get through uh, season one isn't the best season season two really ramps it up season three just kicks it out of the park and same with four okay. and i want five i know right it's now. great because it's game of thrones in space that's that's what everybody has said about it and it really is it's about like it's just it's the same kind of story in game of thrones where you're thrust into the middle of something or actually just halfway through the beginning of a story about something and then you're carried along and you, you don't have all the background, but like, you know, enough, like it basically is Martin and you can correct me because it's the theme of the show. Uh, there's belters who work in an asteroid belt. There's earth and there's a military uh, force Mars. on Mars. Yeah. And all three groups of people don't get along. Earth is trying to get control back from Mars. Belters are abused. They're like the 99%. And, this uh, rich couple's daughter goes missing. Thomas Jane's fucking fantastic in it. I think my favorite part of that show is how where they grew up has an effect on their strength and yes. how much oxygen they can. Their they physiology. Consume. And, you know, 
like, you know, belters can't come to earth because the gravity's too strong and the air's too thick. And there's, there's, an, and I'm not going to spoil anything. There's an episode where a Martian comes to earth and she's all disoriented from her horizon and stuff. So I like that kind of facet because every time I watch Star Wars, I always think that I'm like, how does everybody look so like live okay, similar? Like, is the gravity the same on every single planet? I don't think Back so. Tanks. What? Back to tanks. Yeah, bath of tanks. <laughs> bath of tanks. Uh, here's a law for the Star Wars world. Guys, here's a here's a uh, I want to get to it right now, and uh, so expanse cast. Anyways, what I'm about to tell you is uh, Martin. You'll know this, and so will you, Rob. Uh, the Mar- the Mars commander that goes after the the Darby is that the name of the ship? Um, anyways, that guy who sits them all down after they've captured them, the the Mars uh, military ship in the first season. That commander's from Winnipeg. Oh. Uh, the guy who plays him, Paul. Um, I'll tell you right now. And I found this out the other night because I was like, who? Why do I like this guy so much? Because I've seen him in like so many things. But if, has anybody seen The History of Violence here? Like the, t- like the movie? The movie, The History of Violence, yeah. Yeah, it's a great movie. Okay, so, um, <laughs> yeah, sorry, my bad. Greg. You've just seen Brick. The History of Violence around here? <laughs> um, this guy is who is uh from winnipeg oh neat but he's been in here i'll tell you what he's been in and i'm like jesus christ he was in saw five shoot him up um a history of violence code eight um the incredible he in shall we dance with uh which with, with uh, no but, okay has anybody has everybody seen men with brooms here yeah, I can't remember. Okay. I seen it once, but all right. Can't remember. Do you remember the guy they play in the end in the silver tracksuit? That's him. That's Greg Brick. <laughs> he plays the villain in that movie. That's he, plays cool. the, he always plays the villain or the dark character. He always plays a psychopath or somebody who's who's mentally broken or has no shame or anything. Like he always plays that dark character and he's really great at it. But he's from Winnipeg. He moved when he was seventeen to Toronto to pursue his acting career. But his roots are here. So shout out to Greg Brick. Um, Jimmy, what's your? Uh, What's your must-watch that nobody knows about? Oh, well, easily I'm thinking of ending things. Like, that's... That's, okay. Like, I feel like it came out and everyone saw the trailer and they were like, that looks interesting and just didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I... Like, that. that's what I did when I first saw the trailer. I was like, that looks cool. And then just never made the time. And then when I finally made the time, it ended up being... Like, I, I think it might be my favorite movie of the year. So I, I really think people should check it out. Uh, what Mark, what are you licking? The spoon, the spatula. Oh, oh, from the cupcakes. Uh huh. I want a podcast at your house, um, Jimmy. You're gonna make me watch this now. I've I, I put it down because I wanted me and Shauna to have like a kooky thing to watch because she's into that weird mind bending stuff too. Yeah, that's a movie to watch together. Okay. And what I want you to do, Mike, I want you to try and guess where it's gonna go. Okay, like I'll text you. I'll I'll live text you while I'm watching it, and then when it starts to get confusing for me, I'll tell you what I think is happening. That's perfect. Please do. I'm interested to see where you think it's going to go. Because I, I, if you get it, I'll be very happy. But I, it took me about four. I had to look it up to really? finally find, like, the meaning behind it. So I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping you can find it. I, I had to do that too. Some, I, I enjoy doing that sometimes because then I'm like, oh, what the fuck. Um, and it, once you find out, it makes complete sense. Copy that. My like, hey, watch this fucking show is the first on Prime. Which is, I don't know if there's going to be a season two or just because of 
COVID and whatnot. Like, I mean, why would there be? It's called the first. There I, should well, no, be one. It, <laughs> <laughs> it would be the second. Uh, you get a point. <laughs> um, no, it's the first manned mission to Mars, and ah. it's very well produced. Uh, it stars TV show or documentary? TV show, long form TV mm. show. Um, more details here. So I need a different name for between science. TV and movies. Uh, sorry, what was that? Rob, how sound is the science? Um, pretty sound because it's not. It's it's like it feels like Elon. It's definitely Elon Musk esh. But so it stars uh Sean Penn, Nick, Natasha McElhone, and uh, Lizzie Hamilton. It's got a huge cast of supporting characters that you've seen in other stuff. Uh, Hannah Ware, Kiko Ajina, Ray Lucas. Not big names, but all good names. Um. Sean Penn's pretty big. Sean Penn's huge. And what it is is N- Natasha McElhone's character plays the Elon Musk character, Private Space Adventure. And it's been known that, you know, man went to the moon with the government, but it was Private Space Adventure that's going to take everybody to Mars. So it's the politics behind Sean Penn's character, who's the commander of the mission, trying to make sure that he can get everybody to Mars safely and alive. And I, I don't know much about space travel to Mars, but they do have the like the sleep tanks. They do have all that stuff. Um, but they uh, what's really interesting about it is how much they portray how life and death it actually is. You really start to play into what they're doing for the first time and how easily shit can be blown up. Like the Challenger blew up on its way to the fucking moon. Like it's not. It's it you under you you very much understand the the travesty that could happen with the mission to Mars. So I it's don't great. Think the Challenger was on the way to the moon. Well, you, <laughs> space. All right, sorry. I should we're going the... to the moon. We are having a harpoon. <laughs> <laughs> Point is, you have your NASA history incorrect. Okay, watch the show. We've never so you... gone to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> Capricorn <laughs> one, come okay. on, man. OG Simpson at his best. All right, all right. Sorry, sorry. We never went to the moon. Stanley Kubrick. Um, I didn't know her first astronauts were so fat. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, so that's what I think. Uh, Martin, do you 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 want expanse? Jimmy, Mark, Rob. I think everybody. You know what? Uh, I got one other one. I just want to mention. Yeah, really yeah, quick. yeah. A couple of weeks ago, Michelle and I discovered it, and uh, it's on HBO, and it's it's called stars Jude Law, and it's called The Third Day, and it's just weird. It's like you're on a psychedelic trip, and I couldn't watch. We we actually had to wait a day in between watching each episode because you need to like you need a moment to digest everything that you just watched. Really, it's that. Is it that emotional, or is it just like I need to compute? And it's just, and it's just very introspective and that kind of thing. So I did start it, and then was like, "The fuck!" And then exactly. I didn't come back to it. So all right. So hey, I'll, I'll... I was gonna say, well, we're all naming these like intense sci-fi shows and and real thinkers and stuff. And if you guys, uh, if you need to cleanse the the palate in between some of these thinkers, I also highly recommend Fleabag on uh, oh. Prime. Oh, yes. Fleabag is the shit. <laughs> it is such uh Phoebe Waller-Bridge is writes it, directs it, produces. I think she's I think she's the big 3 on it. And sh- it's it's amazing. It's a what 
I think she's she's like a sex obsessed single woman going through breakup, meets a priest who she falls for. Like it's just a calamity of errors. And she's uh, she's always having visions of her friend that that passed because she was sort of pseudo responsible for her death. And uh, and I love the fourth wall breaking is amazing. Yes, she does talk to the audience all the time. She actually helped write the new James Bond too. Oh wow! Cool. Yeah, it was fantastic. So if you guys want like sort of a less of a thinker, but more just sit back and enjoy, highly recommend it. Jimmy, you got something to say there? No, I just that's cool. I didn't know she was a, a co-writer on the new James Bond. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, no, she is. She's very whip smart. Like I think she's kind of the equivalent of Seth Rogen for a bring-in for some comedy, like for some dry wit, and to insert some, you know, upper English uh, humor. That we all love in like a guy rich. We need film you to shoot. wait till she makes the British up our movie. What was that, Jimmy? <laughs> we need you to British up our movie. Do you think you could do that? <laughs> <laughs> Can you make it proper? Um, anyway, so yeah, so we did the the big announcement here for television, and there's another one coming that we're starting tomorrow that we've been we've been approached by a producer, <laughs> uh, Steve. Taylor, I don't, I haven't told this much in the group yet, I don't think, but I think I've mentioned it to everybody. Um, Steve is like, hey, we should try to do YouTube, so we're gonna try and do YouTube, and what that means is we're gonna have, it's not gonna be the show, the podcast is gonna be the podcast, but the YouTube thing is just gonna be short, condensed versions of traditional debates, and the first one that we're gonna try out, hopefully it airs. You know, you, you don't always put your first thing out. We, we should have learned that with the Batman episode, but whatever. Um, so technically, uh, it was not our first episode. Technically, yeah, it's it's the first thing we. That was like online. our seventh episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was my first. Yes, it was. Yeah, totally. Uh, and and Mark won the first ever episode. That is that is something Mark can have because I felt bad because he was a guest. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So, but what the, the premise of the YouTube stuff is going to be mono a mono. So Jimmy and Martin, me and Steve are going to test this out. And the first argument, and I, I, I didn't tell you guys we were going to talk about this really, but um, it's, would you rather go to the movies in the theater or would you rather watch movies at home? And I think Martin, what side are you on? I'm doing a uh, home. You're doing home. Jimmy's in, doing theater. Yeah. And this is I'm I'm gonna be hosting it. I'm I'm impartial. Well, I should be. I'm gonna try to be. Um, and I and I have mono. And you have. <laughs> well, it's a good thing you're staying home. That's right. Do you seriously have mono? No. Oh. <laughs> I don't think you'd be here if you did. <laughs> like God, you got some strength for having mono right now. Um. So, anyways, yeah. So it'll be Jimmy versus Martin, and they'll be on their podiums virtually. And they will pick sides, and they will argue, and then me and Steve will orchestrate the whole thing, and it'll be hopefully. Are we gonna record video? Yeah, well, that's how that's how we have to do it. We're gonna do it over Zoom for now. So I should shower that day. You should shower, like you will. If, like I said, if this one goes well, the reason I'm just saying is because this is the premise, and this is where we're starting with it. But uh, it could be, it could, it could never make it to air. It could be a lost episode, like so many others are sometimes, and uh, we could or like a horn or something, so they can interject in each other. Yeah, no, that's and that's kind of what we're going to be testing out, which we're going to start. We're doing that this weekend as well, too. So we'll be announcing that hopefully in early 2021. All that stuff will be there. And like I think it's like these are going to be like six to eight minute episodes of of just funny shit. Basically, the greatest hits, I think, between these two. 
and then uh, I'll jump in on it, and then Martin can like the, the 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 whole point of it is is one of us will always oversee two other people. So is the plan format like they'll they'll each get like an uninterrupted opening and closing statement? Yes, as traditional as a as a as a university debate can be, that's what we're gonna try to do. And as always, encourage the most ridiculous, asinine reasons why you can do such things. Like Martin, I really hope that you talk about how you can watch a movie with your dick out in your yoga shorts and nobody cares. I don't do that. No, no, I do. <laughs> and I don't I mean, have yoga shorts. Well, no, but you can argue that. Oh, Jimmy, what was that? I know what I'm doing, Mike. I know how to argue it. <laughs> you could do that in the movie theater, too. Good, yeah. There were theaters in New York in the 70s that specialized in that sort of thing. J Jimmy's Jimmy's got a soliloquy here. Go ahead. Anyone can jerk off anywhere. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Legally? Or just you could? Well, it's more of a frowning than a legality issue, isn't it? Just yeah. frowned upon? Yeah. Just to look the other way. It can be both. Um, so, yeah, so that's... Just like a you can do anything you put your mind to? That's right. Within the realms of the legal community. Vigorous hard work always results in the action you want. Oh, that's deep. I'm doing it right now. Work hard for that <laughs> money. You look very climatic. <laughs> <laughs> this is is it, this is your cum face because you look like you're just reading. You want to see you want to see my vinegar strokes? <laughs> your cum oh. when you eat that when you eat that cupcake. <laughs> My vinegar strokes. <laughs> That's exactly the face everybody makes. Like you just ate vinegar. That's from a really good show, The League. Yep. Oh, that, da, you know what? Da, da, da. FX. Yeah, there's a new show being produced by the same guys called uh, Brew Brothers. And they are, like, Raj would love it. It's all about. that. Is The League is a sick show if you guys missed it. Um, even this, I wasn't into the NFL at the time. It's a kind of guys that have an NFL fantasy league, but it's Nick Kroll, uh, Jean, Jean Lejean. Yeah, Steve Renazizi. Yeah, like amazing, amazing it, comics. It has John Beljean from Les Miserables. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it does. I love yes. French Revolution era people <laughs> and fantasy football. <laughs> amazing comics in there uh that's funny point jimmy <laughs> i would love to be in the writer's room for for that uh that crew of guys yeah who is it mark uh mark duplass uh jean hmm. lajoie nick kroll uh yeah steve renazisi paul Shear, katie Asselton. they're they're just awesome there, yeah, it's a blast. Shauna told me about it. She Nick it Nick Crawl's hormone monster is the one of the funniest voices. What are you talking about, Maury? <laughs> yeah, for you guys that like are discovering sort of Nick Crawl more now, um, go back and that it was fantastic. I don't know what you mean, Mark. <laughs> Which uh, streaming service is that uh, league on? FX, whatever place FX. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure where you can find it these days. It was six seasons. I feel I feel it's like really Disney good. Plus needs way more content. Like you bought Fox, but none of the Fox stuff has come over yet. I think like, that's 20, well, 2021 is going to be our content. Like everything's coming 2021, which is going to be amazing. Disney but like, did you guys give me the content? I need did you hear the announcement? Stuff. Big announcement today that a new contract signed between uh, Sony and Disney. 
for Spider-Man to continue in the MCU. Oh, thank God. Um, a minimum of three single films and then all the other appearances with the ability to cross back over to uh, Sony stuff like Venom, the Venomverse and stuff like that. Cool. Um, and then they also announced that all of the shows, their, their TV series are going to tie into the movie releases theatrically. So you're going to see a lot of the big screen uh, guest appearances within the, the, the streaming series. Oh, I just Spider-Man back. And they talked about even having, now that they have the Spider-Verse open, that they could potentially bring, bring back other Spider-Men. Emo Spider-Man? Yeah. I don't know about well, Emo. I don't want to bring him back. Andrew Garfield can stay. <laughs> I'm good with him, too, not coming back. Tobey Maguire, he's he's done enough that he should be seated. I just don't – just just not Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 1 and 2 are fine. Yeah. No, I Spider-Man want Spider-Man 3. 3. I want Emo Spider-Man. There's... Spider-Man 3 is not as bad as everyone makes it out to it's be. It's fucking terrible. It's worse. <laughs> it's worse, Jimmy. What are you talking about? It's worse. I know, and both of you love Sam Raimi, so I think just yeah. one of you is cutting him a little bit more slack than the other one. Um, and I'd like to see Spider-Man and Morbius. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Just remember, guys, shop smart, shop S-smart. <laughs> uh, let, me check, uh, let me check the segment list here and make sure I've uh, covered all our points. So, yeah, so we'll do Debater of the Year this week. I will make up for that. So my apologies. Um, Martin, I'm, I regret to tell you the most downloaded episode is the first episode. That's usually what it is with, with podcasting. So, our But that's first... not 29 to 69. I... That's, that's, you're not including, you can't include episode one. You can't oh. include episode one, Mike. Okay, then I'll do. I, I, this I, year. Okay, I misunderstood It's a year wanted... in review. Yeah, no. Okay. All right. Very, <laughs> no, that's very true. I fucked up both of those last night. I fell asleep. That's really the... the Mike got high and just couldn't do work. Yeah, that's fine. No. Because I got high. Because I got high. It's seriously the reason why... In, in, I was going to do the year in review, but then I got high. <laughs> uh, so what was the number one downloaded show in 2020 then? Uh, we don't know. Mike got high. Mike got high. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's going to know this week. Mike will do debater of the year, and, and, and we'll share it with everybody, right? Instead of just doing it here. If you didn't listen, you can you can see it too. So we'll, we'll put that on the social medias. Um, uh, just one more thing. Like, and I, I, I was talking to this with Shauna the other night and was seriously going, yep, that's why. That's why that happened. And if I did get into Red River, because we've talked about it multiple times, I didn't get into Greekom, so I started a podcast. And zero fucking ill will. Like, honestly, joking, all joking aside, like, <laughs> I'm glad it didn't happen because so many things would have had to have changed that I didn't want to change. But I this not can I just interrupt? Yeah. Sorry, I just Mark that looks like Mr. Hanky with a Christmas hat on. Oh, Remember yeah. South Park, Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poop? It looks like Mr. Hanky when you put the Christmas hat on the head. Mike, why don't you describe to our listeners what's happening right now? I am, yeah. No, I'll quit my fucking sob story here. Um, Mark has decided to bring back, um, I think it's our mascot. Like, no, Mike, I didn't, I didn't mean this to interrupt your no, story. No, no, Go no, ahead. no, I'm glad you did. Glad, no, 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 I'm, I'm not upset about it. Don't don't put away the dildo. Bring the dildo back. <laughs> Bring the di- that makes me happy. Okay, there you go. So, um, it's funny because <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> I, 
the play-by-play, ladies and gentlemen, is the uh, dildo that um, was sent to one of his partner's uh, residence addresses. And uh, it's 13 inches. It sticks to his desk, and it now bears Santa Claus's cap. Is that lame? It almost... And it's thirteen. It looks like an alien. It looks almost like an alien. Pictures. Look at look at the like the, the head. It looks like an alien from yeah, the a, movie Aliens. Well, it's made right? like four appearances so far. But what I love is the fact that he's like holidized it, if that's even a fucking word. Um, a xenomorph is that what they call it? It looks like a xenomorph. It looks exactly like it looks like a ch- uh, 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 face sucker, <laughs> except you. <laughs> no, when it comes out of the guy's belly, it looks like that, like a yeah. small alien coming out of the guy's belly. That's like, what it looks like. Mark, you and I both know you could use it as a weapon. Belly. Oh god, hundred percent. Like if you hit somebody with that, you could definitely do some serious damage. If I hear a noise downstairs, I'm gonna bring that. Wasn't that in a Guy Ritchie movie where he gets beats a guy to death with a dildo? A black dildo as well, too. I think. Yeah, that's an. Uh, Lockstock. Lockstock. Lock yep. Yep. Um. Anyways, I was just gonna say that without all of having done this, that crazy fucking thing that happened a couple weeks ago where I got to sit down with Kevin Smith. If we didn't do this podcast, that would have never happened. Right. That, that's the point of this. Right. Is if I didn't get into Red River and I was talking with Shauna about it and I was like, what's the reason that I got to do that? Because that's super fucking stupid, crazy luck. Like the story is ridiculous. And so like the reason that happened is because I chose not to pursue Red River and do this instead. And now we're here. So, again, that wouldn't have happened if we hadn't been doing all this. So that was that was just fucking cool. I, I don't know Have you guys all watch. I haven't I still have yet to watch the whole thing. You'd be sitting in a computer lab at Red River trying yeah. to, like, finish some assignment, but instead you got to, like, hang out with Kevin Smith. Yeah. Skip the dish. I heard I heard Skip actually asked for someone who was not college educated. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have I got a guy for you? <laughs> it's very hard, though, with his Shakespeare-esque... <laughs> He sounds college educated, but if you dig deeper, yeah. Are you looking for somebody more avant-garde? <laughs> Please, Bell Constantinople. They couldn't find anyone to scale. Yeah, no, I was I was talking about it and like what, yeah, uh, who, Sean from Sean Geeks, like yeah, you you never introduced yourself as your name. Like he does, he just knew some guy was at Skip the Dishes that day, and they're like, yeah, you talked to Kevin Smith, so like. I was like the other night, I was like, hey, Kevin, if you uh, bother to listen to this show, uh, it's Michael. Hi. <laughs> so um, anyways, yeah, so that was that that fucking happened this year and that happened because of the show. So that was super fucking cool. But I am looking at the time and uh, it's about that time where I got to go uh, put on some shoes and bid on a and- house. Pants. pants yeah non yoga shorts non yoga shorts whatever the people who are selling this house aren't in their home so they can't be like we're not selling to that fucking idiot um, i still don't think you're allowed to go in another person's home without pants yeah, yeah. it's like 7-eleven no shoes no shirt no service i'll let you know how it goes i'll take them off once i you know i'll take my shoes and my pants off when i get in the door and I'll... it doesn't say anything about pants martin just, just no shirt guess no shoes any. yeah mm. That's true. Pants are optional at 7-Eleven. I think the pants are implied, though, Mark. <laughs> I hate you pants. Know, like we don't, we're not making this a specific rule, but you should just know better. <laughs> All right, so let's send this off the right way here. Um, I did make a little mini sound pad that is correct. So this is how I wanted to end the year properly, um, and it's from one of my favorite characters. Oh. <coughs> oh. <coughs> 
Grilled turd nuggets. <laughs> Good old Happy Madison. Yeah, yeah. That one's that one's from Grandma's Boy, and that's one of our favorite turd nuggets. So, um, with that being heard, guys, uh, it's been. I think we did a podcast almost once a week for the entire year, which I was like, that's what we should do. So that was really fucking cool that that happened. But um, time to put a uh, time to snuff out the fire. Time to end tribal. Time to uh, go buy a house. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys. Um, yeah, we'll probably see you in a couple weeks. Uh, I think we're, yeah, we'll be back early January. Uh, just follow. We're just going to take a break for the holidays. So nothing too crazy. Here's to kicking 2021's ass. Yeah, totally. Here's to starting fresh and, and arguing dumb shit with cooler people than us and uh, having a blast doing it. So I have been Michael Petro. We will start in vancouver i've been martin navarro jimmy you there yeah i'm i've been martin navarro okay all right rob who have you <laughs> we been? all martin navarro <laughs> rob who are you today martin navarro okay and mark yes yes who are you who, who are you representing <laughs> oh. You know who I am. I'm Mark Cowell, as always. Cool. Today, and... playing the part of Martin Navarro. Yeah. <laughs> In the second reboot of the Martin Navarro movie. <laughs> and I am the original Martin Navarro that all these movies are based <laughs> off of. Uh, thank you for listening for the year. It's been a blast, guys. Uh, until next time, keep fit and uh, watch all the movies. So would I be paperback Martin Navarro, like the original, because the story came from a book? Yeah, you probably could be. Yeah. Never the original. It's always the hardcovers the first. Ooh, hardcover Martin Navarro. Hard, you... I like that. Hardcover Martin Jim, Navarro. Jimmy's sort of a screenplay Martin Navarro. <laughs> Starbucks. <laughs> he wrote it at Starbucks. He's writing the Martin Navarro story at Starbucks. Yeah, well. <laughs>